0: got mail.
1: michigan i'm meredith the mvh van harn and this show has everything screeching modem sounds tendonitis from t9 texting those little kits of rubbing alcohol and q-tips you weren't really supposed to use to clean your nintendo cartridges and much more i can't be the only one with early internet sins to disclose so joining me today from moonlighting studios in boston massachusetts it's bobby the field marshal pape hey bobby ASL question <laughs> mark? <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. And in Middle-Aged Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, is Hillary the Provider butler? <laughs> Hillary. Um, what would I say?
2: I think I would say like 18F and <laughs> like I would you know Austin Well, I would say like someplace I was from Dallas I'd probably say Austin or something like
1: uh, yeah I'm in college right now mm-hmm. I always right. told the
2: truth which was
1: so stupid <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, okay and of course in uh, surface of the sun studios in Linwood Washington <laughs> it's Christy the protector slash provider wise hey Christy Hello. are you gonna survive we'll, we'll see we'll see <laughs> TBD yeah <laughs> Uh, Uh, Something weird is going on. It's Detroit is flooded and Washington State's on fire, basically. But climate change is just a hoax. Yeah, Yeah,
3: I mean, luckily it literally isn't on fire right now because it usually is. Well, that's
1: another problem (laughs) you guys have,
3: right? And at least now we can like actually have windows open because if it's this hot and there's fire, you like just die in your house and you can't go outside or anything. You just
1: suffocate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: It's it's gonna be. It's gonna be a hot one.
4: At least we're oh. killing all the killer bees. Yeah, so you don't have bees. <laughs> yeah, God,
3: murder hornets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to those? Oh, guys? they found them up the street around here. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. traffic. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think we drowned all the cicadas that we were getting uh. here since so it's been raining for a hundred days. Gosh. Uh, all right. Well, today, <laughs> weather aside, that's not what we're talking about. Um, we're going to bring you some small talk, including how well-rested Hillary pr- uh, presumably is this week. <laughs> uh, we're going to dig into the mailbag and review your Facebook responses to our last question of the week. And Medium Talk is a trip down technology memory lane. Uh, we, of course, have some T-She Recommends, and we'll let you know how you can get involved with the show. So, Hillary, tell us about your best life. OK. So I
2: am, as previously last week i am a week into a child-free existence um it's wonderful i don't know what to do with myself like most nights i just come Mm -hmm. home i actually work was really busy this week so i would just come home and lie on my bed and listen to a podcast and play candy crush pretty much the whole time like i was like Mm -hmm. this is great and what's great about it is i didn't have to think about anything else or anybody else i mean i would obviously say hi to my husband, but I also was like, I'm just going to be in Hi, bye. "Bye." (laughs) Um, And I, it's crazy because I'll go to bed at like 10.30 or something, still go to bed early, and I, my body is just like, no, you are sleeping late. Like, you, I can't, like, I cannot wake up before before 7.30 or something to get motivated. I mean, rolling into work at like 9 something. Anyway, it's wonderful. I do miss my kids, which I, was actually a surprising turn of events. I saw a picture of Bridget from Camp and I was like, I miss my baby. Look at her; she's thriving. The second I see them, I'm going to be like, okay, I'm I'm good. I'm like, I just needed to see you, and then I can go back to. Uh, and
1: Rory throws up in your car. I know. And you're like, All
2: right. I no. know. My dad, my dad, who's lovely, and I owe him, and he's let me know that I owe him. He picked up, um, <laughs> he picked Bridget up from camp today to take her back to Dallas, and he took Rory in the car. It's about a two hour drive from Dallas, and I talked to him this morning, and I said, be careful. Make sure he, you know. He gets car sick sometimes, so just be careful. My dad's like, "What? Why are you telling me that?" He's watching his iPad right now. I'm like, "This is not a good idea." Like, you're oh. not I'm this is not, but he did not throw up. He did ask my dad to roll down the window, but he did not throw up. So, shoo. And he also told my dad that Bridget told him that Fox News uh doesn't tell the truth. And so I like am <laughs> proud that he is representing uh <laughs> Dave and my parenting And I guess Bridget's parenting I don't know Anyway, so It is lovely And in um, You know With all of my freedom My girlfriend Erin Who I've known since Gosh I've known Erin since like Second grade or something She actually lives Around the block from me here Um, she texted me the other day and said, hey, my husband, her husband is out of town picking up their kid from camp. And she said, I have two tickets to John Michael Montgomery at Nutty Brown, which is a venue here. Do you want to go? And I'm like... I know I've heard that name before, but I don't think I know the songs. But yeah, sure. I mean, like, I, yeah, I'll go out. That sounds like fun. I don't have anything else to do. And I had told Bobby about it. And he was like, no, you know his songs. Like, you know, just like do a quick Google and you'll figure it out. And totally, like, absolutely knew his songs. I went last night. FYI, COVID doesn't exist in Texas anymore because it was like a huge concert. Like, it was, everybody was out and about. I mean, thank you, Science, because... Obviously like, I'm vaccinated, I'll go out. I am sure there are you know, many people at this thing that were not vaccinated, but you know, fuck them. They can... A solid
4: forty percent of the people in that audience were vaccinated.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm kind of like, you know what? You know, you pretty... At this point the unvaccinated are just going to be hurting themselves. Yes. And the immunocompromised. Yes. But, yeah, you know.
2: no, that's yeah, exactly. And it's, the children. Yeah. Let's yes. not think about them Won't
4: I guess. Somebody please think of the children. I know, I know. <laughs>
2: Um, but anyway, so I went it was it was actually really, really fun and it it is hot here, obviously, cause it's summer, it's always hot here, but once the sun went down, it actually I don't know if I like have Stockholm Syndrome or something, but I was like, ooh, it felt mm-hmm. kinda nice. It was like eighty five degrees and breezy. I was like, This is great. Um, I maybe had one too many like ranch water, canned ranch waters. They just go down really easily when it's hot outside. But anyway, um it was very fun. I definitely knew some songs. I I swear, I think I knew the like R and B version of "I swear" a little bit better than the John Michael Montgomery version <laughs> of it. But, <laughs> but, um, but it was, it was, it was really fun. I mean, you know, he definitely he did like a little like salute to our troops song. Oh, I know. I was like, mm. and everybody stood Texas. up and cheered, and I was kind
3: of like, mm. yeah. stay seated.
2: I mean, like support our troops; they are amazing. Yes. But I don't need to hear it from like an overweight. It just feels 90s. like,
3: yeah, it feels grandstandy. Oh,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. But anyway, um, it was... This real- is
1: not the Doobie Brothers' Michael McDonald, right? <laughs> no, this is... That would be a completely different concert, the continuing <laughs>
4: circuit fun. that the yeah. Velvet Voice is on. <laughs> Gosh.
2: Um, but yeah, no, it was really fun. I, I, I'm not, like, a huge, huge country fan. I mean, I'm a country fan in that, like, I like Casey Musgraves, who's not really country anymore. <laughs> and, um, and the chicks... And the chicks, yeah. yes. Like, I, that is, and obviously Taylor Swift, but she's not mm-hmm. country at all anymore. But, um, I, the, I was telling Aaron, my friend, that I was not a big country fan in the 90s. I probably was, like, rebelling against whatever was just on. Like, I was like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. listen to, you know, that station. I'm going to listen to the pop station. But it was so ubiquitous in the 90s that you just heard it. Like, there were just songs that even if I didn't want to hear them, I, I, I did so anyway that it was it was really fun I I had a good time and I'm enjoying not having children ask me like mommy 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 Mm -hmm. but as soon as the
3: first time they say that you're gonna be like okay go back to camp
2: Uh, I know goodbye (laughs) 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 I know I did ask Bridget this today on the phone I said do you want to go for two weeks next week next year and she was like yes and you're like we'll do
3: score when can Rory
0: go (laughs) (laughs) he can go next year but he um he was like, "No, I'm not interested. No, I think
2: maybe in two years, like right before mm-hmm. third grade, I think that will kind of be the yeah. the time to go." Anyway, I'm enjoying it, and after this,
1: I'm going to eat, and then I'm going to go take a nap, and it's
2: great. I Love am life.
1: jealous of them because I never got to go to a sleepaway camp. Me too. Um, and it looked like so much fun. I got to do day camp, but that's because it was basically like daycare. YMCA daycare, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was when I that that i got an ear infection from yeah. swimming in the lake first of all oh. so i was grumpy the whole time this yeah. was like when i was i was in kindergarten i think i've told this story before and they called us kinder campers and i was really insulted <laughs> it was really was so
3: cute though now right
1: <laughs> it does but I, and they made us take naps and i didn't take naps anymore oh. and i was like this is ridiculous this is yeah. bullshit yeah, so I was, like, sick, and having to tr- pretend to sleep under a tree outside was <laughs> so dumb. So weird.
4: Can you imagine what we would give to be able to have enforced naps now? I'm right? Out.
2: Take a nap. <laughs> okay. I'm, never,
1: I'm not a nap person. No. I, like, w- I turned four, and I was like, I'm done.
3: Yeah, but, I mean, can you imagine if your day was just lay quietly in the dark room for an hour? Mm-hmm. I can do that. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> No, I loved, I loved overnight camp. I mean, yeah, I think we've definitely talked about this. I loved this camp that she, I went to this camp that she went to and there weren't a lot of girls from or boys from my school. So I felt like I could reinvent myself. Like I'm popular here, right? Like I am a popular kid. And mm-hmm. then when I went to camp in Colorado, which I went to for five weeks, I loved it. Cause really, oh my gosh, you're I a rich person. Was, I know. Well, um, <laughs> but it was amazing because, <laughs> because I really like everybody was from California or whatever. They were from different places. So I was exotic being from Texas. Oh, I loved it. I know. I loved it. I made out with a boy named Gabe. He was 17 and I was 14, which is very Ew, weird. I to on, think Gabe. about, it.
4: Got it I know. <laughs> sounds about right for Gabe, yeah. It does,
0: <laughs>
2: anyway. It's all good. Um, okay, well, more to come, I guess, probably next week. Christy, as we reference at the top of the yeah. show, are you gonna survive this week? Like, what are your coping
3: strategies? See. Um, so just a little background um, Seattle doesn't get this hot, um, we're gonna get into the hundreds. And in the last 100 years, it has hit 100 or more in Seattle three times. So that's what we're dealing with. We also have, we're the least air conditioned major city in the U.S. with only 44% of houses having, like living situations having air conditioning. And we do not have one. I, when we, um, I had the money pit studios earlier this year. We had to have the furnace, um, maintenance and they were like well you know you could easily put in air conditioning I'm like oh no I was being cheap because we were just like throwing money into this like yeah. hole yeah, and right. I was like oh no we'll be fine we'll wait until our you know ticking time bomb quote unquote misquote, <laughs> um, heater goes out and then we'll just replace it all I if I had a time machine I would go back to that day and <laughs> give me my air conditioning God. um so yeah it's gonna it's gonna hit the um hundreds the the worst part about the heat in Seattle is that it gets hotter later in the day, whereas normally you have like mm. the heat of the day twelve to one o'clock right and then sure. it starts to cool down um it's gonna it's gonna hit the heat of the day at four p m today ugh. and so
1: that's usually what it does here, so like ugh, it's I don't know ugh. it's and that's also when the electric company starts charging higher mm-hmm. rates from like three to seven is Perfect. when I really want to crank the air yeah. Perfect. <laughs> and they do that on purpose because everybody wants to crank the air then it yeah.
2: sucks
3: it's Christy do y'all
2: are y'all gonna have I mean I know usually you have a dry heat or whatever but mm-hmm. is it humid at all or is it is it still pretty dry um,
3: it's dry it, we have both that's the, that's the hard part but this time it looks like it's dry there's no precipitation so that's at okay, okay. least good I guess yeah Um I was just like, okay, well, what we're going to do is we have these, like... I mean, the one in my office is almost 20 years old. I got it, like years ago and a window unit no it's not like the box window kind it's the like rolling kind with the hose that goes out oh right Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah yeah. and it doesn't get that cold like it's it's a glorified fan but it's so loud that i can't have it on like when i'm in meetings at work right (laughs) so i just turn it on and then like turn it off real quick as soon as i have a meeting it tries to tries to stay cool in here um i didn't know what we were gonna do honestly um But then my sister just texts like, oh, here's my flight information because she's going to Hawaii. And I was like, oh, interesting because she has air conditioning. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I forgot that she had air conditioning. I just knew that her basement is like five to ten degrees colder. So I was like, maybe I should just hang out there. And she has this like really cool yard. And she said, please go to my house and sit. And the misters, they, they put in misters this year. Oh, nice. And, oh, and we have AC. She said, it's so cold in our house right now, we're actually sitting outside to warm up. Oh, wow. And I was like, I'm there. And sh- they're gone for like 10 days. So. Perfect. <laughs> yes. So Problem solved. I think I will survive. I was looking up hotels. Like, Well, yeah. Because well, it, this and is And like I'm sure Seattle. they're
2: charging like an arm and a leg too. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. Hotels. And yeah. the
3: worst day is going to be Monday where it gets to 105. Oh, Jesus.
2: I don't know. Yeah. How I saw survive. Portland. was like in the hundred teens and I'm yep. like, that doesn't make any, that's like
3: Vegas weather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're, I mean, they're just as bad as us with air conditioning.
2: Yeah. Well, you don't, I mean, I would say probably, and I feel this way sometimes when I go to my mother-in-laws in, in Boston where I, she's like, well, no, we don't need AC. Like it doesn't get that. Qu- and I'm like, every single time I come here in the summer, it's so fucking hot. And I think yes, maybe twenty years ago people didn't need AC, but mm-hmm. now you kinda of do. And I know it's occasional. It's not as consistent as we are where I need AC like all day every day. Mm-hmm. Um but but when it does it's get hot changing. it is. No, it yeah. is. For sure.
1: Like when I when I was growing up we didn't have it in, in my hou- my mom's house or my dad's house, but now my mom is actually retrofitting their house to put in central air mm-hmm. because they have baseboard heat or um yeah, baseboard heat yeah. and um, they've got, uh, uh, pipes under the floor too, for some of it to heat the floor, which is really nice in the winter, sure. but they don't have vents, right? They yeah. don't have oh. vents for central air. So re- retrofitting that is a really a huge undertaking, yeah. but they're mm-hmm. so sick of it. And it's getting to be here where you just can't really survive the summer without it. So it's fewer and fewer people here that don't have air.
0: Oof.
3: Yeah. Oh, and just, well, just to give you a little, um. Insight is that the average temperature in June in Seattle is sixty nine to seventy degrees.
2: Nice. <laughs> it's gonna be a hundred and five. Mm. Jesus. Yeah.
3: I mean, this is when people die, and we have such yeah. like a, a huge um, unhoused situation, and like yeah. it's just awful. I I don't know.
2: Yes. Yeah. No. People are. It's gonna be pretty dangerous. Mm-hmm. Well, take care of yourself. We'll be thinking of you. If I, I, I I know. I told <laughs> yeah, Christy right. if anybody. I, because I am childless right now, or child-free, I guess. Uh, we have two rooms available and lots of AC. So if anybody wants to come down, I mean, no. Like first, traitors, I was but-
3: looking at hotels, and then Hillary said that, and I'm looking up flights, and then my sister, <laughs> and then my sister saved the day. So. That's funny. I'm
1: going to Texas to escape the heat. I know, right?
3: <laughs> Just about said to say all, the same thing.
2: Said almost nobody ever. Yeah. yeah, I know.
1: I have I have a small small talk item that I didn't put on the thing because I thought you guys would kick me off the show forever. Oh, um, my recycling bins got stolen. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, listen, my they took my my trash barrel a couple weeks a couple of
1: months ago, and it was sort of traumatic. Well, it's a problem. What am I going to do? I mean. We have one trash bin and two recycle bins because we recycle way more than we throw away which is a good mm-hmm. thing yeah. but now Gosh,
0: Jesus. I, know. I know we're so well, we're such good people
1: um but they only pick up recycling every other week here, instead, and trash is every week. But yeah. so now everything is going to have to go into my one janky trash bin, um, which is also falling apart because they smash it to pieces every time they pick it up <laughs> yes. in the truck. Yeah, <laughs> it's like falling apart, and we've had to like pin the wheels back. On and, stuff. <laughs> and so I've requested another one. I know they're not going to give me two. Um, we had two because the the people who uh, quote-unquote whatever did they did to this house they were using one as a trash bin Oh God. <laughs> so it was just here and never getting picked up anyway so we just ordered another one and they dropped one off but it's going to be like a month or five weeks they said until i get one what? recycling bin Jeez. and i have a ring doorbell and i looked at the video and i can't tell like there there's you know it doesn't activate for everything because it's that's super annoying but there's 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 a video of like an Amazon delivery van outside of my neighbor's house. And then there's a U-Haul van in front of my house. And then the next time it picks anything up, they're gone. Hmm. So hmm. I don't, it's a mystery. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know who to be mad at. Um, I don't know why anyone would steal those things. But, yeah, that's weird. Like, just, just to fuck with me, I guess. I mean, I, that's the only thing I can think of do you can you
2: like talk to a neighbor and be like hey could i use a little space is there anybody that doesn't
1: maybe derek actually has one (laughs) 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 um but uh i don't know i don't want to push my luck he does he's a sweetheart i don't want to shit talk derek too much he he takes the trash in like when they come pick it up um on mondays like when after the truck has come, he will bring my bin back Aww, to the, that's side so nice. of the house, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. And he he did say because we had a bunch of when I got new desk, we had a ton of stuff like styrofoam you can't yes. recycle here, yeah. Um, and so we had a ton of stuff and it was all full. And he was seeing us like trying to stuff it into the bin, and he was like, "You can use room in mine, it's fine." You know? So he's like he's nice about it. So yeah. I bet you he would let us use some of his recycling. But I think the other thing we could do is load up the car and bring it. We could bring it downtown. Yeah, yeah. So. We're not without hope, but it's just a weird thing to do. And I really yeah. also hope they didn't take them full because, like, I don't really bother to shred papers and stuff anymore. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to think if I, like, put a credit card application in, in the recycling. Just a giant so,
4: envelope labeled my social security number. Yeah, <laughs>
1: sensitive information. So. Oh.
4: oh, well. I know. It's stressful. Yeah. The... Um, you all know that Sam parks behind, in, behind our apartment building in the alley, basically next to our dumpster. So she has to move the car one night a week because in the morning the garbage truck rolls through and has to have access to the dumpster. Mm-hmm. We also have recycling cans in the uh, basement that we all share for all the apartments. And I would say three quarters of our neighbors, at least the ones using the recycle bins, don't break down their cardboard. And there's only three of those totes for all of us. It's like 18 apartments in this building. That's rude. So they overflow constantly. And then there's just an extra pile of, of boxes and crap next to them. But none of this matters because here's what has been happening for the last several months now. For some reason, the recycling truck has stopped coming down the back alley. So we have a deck that overlooks all of this. I have a bird's eye view at the maintenance guy when he comes back. They unlock the dumpster. They take the chains off at the night before when the garbage people are going to come. Because if they don't, people will just drive through our alley and put crap in our dumpster. Oh, yeah. Then they put the recycle bins out as if they're going to get picked up. Then on Wednesday morning, he comes back, looks at the empty dumpster, looks at the recycle bins that are still full proceeds to dump the recycle bins in the empty dumpster and then put everything away.
0: Oh, well, that so solves
4: that. Cool. Every week, our dumpster just starts with last week's recycling in it.
1: <laughs> That's a fun, pointless I, exercise. I don't understand
4: why he keeps putting them out. It's been like two or three months now where they just haven't been getting picked up. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what changed. Hmm. I don't know if, if you have to pay for recycling and maybe our building owners just decided he's not going to pay for recycling or... I don't know. I don't know. Get, so I try to, to the take the recycling to works where I can recycle it, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I can pay $25 to get a bin, or I can take a fun recycling game test online and get one for free. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it, it was like, it's like, um, okay, here are the things you're allowed to put in the recycle bin. Now drag them to the right place. mm <laughs> Does this go downtown or does it go in the trash or does it go in the recycle? You know, it's like batteries don't go in your bin and that sort of stuff. So it's like a clever way to, to try and teach people what they're supposed to put in there because I'm sure everybody throws their plastic bags in there yeah, and their like pizza boxes and this everything is, that they're not supposed to. This is
2: like when I have to take, like I have to take, uh, you know, at work, whatever anti-corruption uh, quiz the other day. And it was like, you have to get 80% in order to get the certification. And I totally, I think I failed and they were like, try again. <laughs> like, you need
0: to keep trying." Yeah. yeah
2: like, select which one of these, you know, and it's always the nerdiest one, you know, it's like, tell your boss immediately if you think, you know, something has been, uh, whatever you've been corrupted. <laughs> <don't> they, <laughs>
1: they have been um, doing um, fishing, Yes. Tests on us. It's my favorite. So, like, oh my God, I get so get, excited. Yes, <laughs> me too. So, like, we get a bullshit email, yeah. and it's like, you get like this big, ta da, you did it right. <laughs> you, know. you, you passed the test. For and then we get like an safe. individual score.
4: Like, oh. we had to
1: take this training, and then they're like, okay, here's this website, and they track, like, how many of them you report? How many of them you fall for? And you get like a danger zone like score. <laughs> the, <laughs> for how, the best about how likely you are to put a a thumb drive in your <laughs> computer from the parking lot. The
3: the best with ours is that any email that doesn't come from within our corporation says external in the front. Yes. yes. Well, yeah. the phishing tests don't say that. Like they should have <laughs> oh. gotten outside
1: email. So it's very Oops. easy. It's easy now that I know because, like, I know what the company's name is, and that comes up when you hover over the URLs. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I fell for the first one because it was like COVID training, and I was like, yeah, probably, um, but it was it was fake. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm sorry to get us on garbage no, talk. but uh, okay. I had to get it off my chest. and It's the only thing that's happened to me in months.
0: I think well. we
4: talked about this years ago on LRB, but when um, when Rhode Island put out a bunch of like tutorial how-to videos on recycling. The woman who hosts them all was a member of a trivia team that used to play uh, at the bars I hosted at a lot. And the videos are just kind of mesmerizing. Like, I've watched them all. I've watched them in years. You just reminded me to go rewatch them. But, like, just the process of, like, methodically explaining to people what goes in which bins and how and <laughs> why. And it turns out that Rhode Island has some sort of, like, industry-leading recycling program. And the videos are just really well-produced for a random PSA. Yeah. And so, yeah, and then there's, like, a tour of the recycling facilities, and I, I just, um, I think it's because I, I also will fall asleep watching, like, how stuff works. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah and so
1: I uh, love how it's made used to be a really yes we, we got through the whole all of it I mean we could rewatch it I suppose but it is kind of mesmerizing and it's a good way to fall asleep
4: so there you go if you're looking for something to fill your day as <laughs> Hillary you've got no kids around right now I know. So if you... yeah, yeah learn about recycling yeah, I, know. I feel
1: like these poor recycling people try so hard and they you know they put all this effort into trying to get us to do it right and we're just like oh
4: whatever throw it <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> nobody will <laughs> know and it all just gets thrown away anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, our medium talk is actually dedicated to stuff that's probably in a landfill. But
2: before that, Bobby, do you want to go into the mailbag?
4: I do. Thank you. Uh, we got an email this week from listener Megan in El Segundo, who um, was incredibly nice to us, like nicer than we deserve anyone oh, to be to us. Absolutely. And it's a very long email and um, I'm not going to read it. Cause it's very nice and personal, but Hey, if you want to send us love like this, feel free to, um, she, she did say there are no wallets.
1: You guys come on. Right.
4: Enough. So don't There's ask. No
1: wallets. <laughs> I do
2: love that. She and her mom listened together. That
4: was like the I highlight know. for me. That's
2: very, very cute. I love it.
4: I thought that the Thaler family was the only family that did that. <laughs> so if there are other uh, multi-generational listening families, uh, other than just children that you're forcing this
2: on. <laughs> listen to mommy. Isn't she funny? They're like, that's, uh, ju- that's just
1: you with your children. <laughs> I, I said too many swears. I hope you guys aren't having your little
3: <laughs> kids listen to
2: Um, I told my kids when we were listening to Olivia Rodrigo, because we're all obsessed. Um, there's a clean version on Spotify and a, you know, version and i prefer the explicit version don't we all i know Mm -hmm. the kids are like mommy and i'm like (laughs) shut up nerds like (laughs) i say this all the time like it's not something i mean you know it's whatever she
1: said fuck it's fine yeah you just have to know when it's okay to say that if you're a little kid yes exactly. exactly
4: uh we did a day long i'm not calling it a retreat with my staff team this week because i don't like There were no icebreakers, Uh, but it was a day-long team day in a hotel boardroom. I needed to get them all out of the office so we could just work through a bunch of stuff without distractions. And at one point, I was talking about fundraising goals, and I started to draw a thermometer so that I could color it in, you know, like we've raised this much, And I drew the bottom of the thermometer, and I just started to draw the rest of the thermometer. And then I literally stopped and looked at them and said that's going to look like a penis. So I'm going to stop. <laughs> and then I just scribbled it out and moved on. <laughs> you're like, Let's try this again. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Megan, thank you. And also, uh, well done putting pronouns in your, uh, yes. in your yes. signature. That was very yeah. thoughtful. Very uh, on to question of the week responses. We asked you all, uh, if you're going to scrap your life and start again, where would you go? This actually happened after I had to tr- jump off last week's, uh, episode and spoiler alert, I guess it's not really a spoiler at all, but um, <laughs> update stump date. Uh, I still did not get there in time for free soul food. It was gone. No! Oh no! It's my own fault. But they, they, it went fast. I still had other snacks and stuff, and I met a ton of people. And the Juneteenth festival was awesome. So um, I'm still. It was still better than whatever we were doing. So I made yeah. the right choice. I love Good. you anyway. <laughs> uh, if you're gonna scrap your life and start again, where would you go? I think I'd go to Aruba. And I know that because Sam and I vacation in Aruba a lot and we're overdue to go back. Um, I like Aruba because there's all the Caribbean stuff. Like there's all the fun tropical stuff and the beach and all that. But then there's also the Dutch influence. So I can still like get a pancake.
1: Oh, maybe I could go and practice my Dutch that I'm learning. Sure.
4: There is a weird local. I, sh- I shouldn't say weird. That's a judgmental thing. There is a local dialect that is like a weird um, Caribbean Dutch hybrid
1: Fun. Yeah,
4: that it's just they only really speak it on Aruba, but, but basically everybody speaks English. And then if I'm feeling like I need, if I get homesick, I can just go to the Holiday Inn that all the Boston people stay at.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, I told Dave one time that I, I think that it is a very, um, I don't know anybody else that has been to Aruba multiple times and, except people from Boston. Yep. Is it just like a super easy flight? Yes, it's a four hour direct flight
4: on JetBlue oh, wow. and they Good. push it really hard. Nice.
2: Yeah. So it's like, right. we
4: could go to Hawaii, we could go to Maui and do a 12 hours of flights with a layover in Chicago or in Seattle right. or and in LAX. It's,
3: is Aruba expensive?
4: Not really. Oh, see. Yeah. So
3: Hawaii is insanely expensive. Right. So. Yeah. yeah.
4: Aruba is surprisingly affordable. Nice.
3: So, yeah. I guess ours,
2: our trip was always going to like Mexico, but that makes sense right. because it's close.
4: Right. And because you were muling stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, that too. That yeah. too. So I would go to Aruba. But more importantly, and everybody else, you all got yours in, so you're, you're fine. But let me get to what the listeners are. Uh, somebody changed Mike's name to dead guy on here. Uh, <laughs> no R.I.P. How is he doing this? <laughs> he's haunting us. Yeah. Uh, Mike says San Diego. Har har. Uh, yeah. Of course, he's of course. the only one of us who's actually done this. So there you go. Amanda writes, I'd love to live on a beach. Costa Rica might be nice. Uh, listener Linda writes, Amsterdam, tulips, cheese, bikes. I mean, that sounds nice Totally, to it's not my Weed. priority order for those, but it's pretty close to right. Uh, listener Ann writes, I mean, I'm like 50% Vancouver Island and 50% New York City.
1: Seemed pretty different.
4: Yeah. yeah. I guess you do, do Back a and forth. split of some kind. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. So
2: that's the thing that I really didn't address last week. I, I have my, like, get rich. Well, not my great not my scheme, but like what I would do if I was rich. And I feel like I've talked about this, but every place I've lived, I've, uh, the weather has annoyed me at some point. Even when I lived Mm -hmm. in Los Angeles, I was like, it's too sunny all the time. Like I need a, I need a thunderstorm here. I need something to happen. When I lived in the Bay area, I was like, it's too gloomy all the time. I need like some differentiation. Obviously here, it's too fucking hot in the summer and it irritates me. So I, when I get rich, when, not if, when Mm -hmm. I'm going to float, uh, I want to like, be able to move season. So like in see winter, well, I mean this winter sucked, but winter doesn't bother me here. Like winter to, you know, January to like April in Texas. Cause spring is my favorite time in Texas. And then summer, I would like to go to a beach, but also really Colorado. Cause I love it there in the summer. It's beautiful. And the weather is generally really good. Um, and then fall, I would go to new England and then, Maybe back to a beach somewhere. So that's the thing. I need I need a little bit of a, you know, change, not just one place.
4: Yeah. So you know, if you were scrapping your life and starting again and had a massive travel budget, <laughs> that yeah, yeah, that's
3: that's why I said I had way too many questions. I can't just yes. like commit to something because I need to know do I have unlimited money? I know. Can I change <laughs> between different things? Or like uh, too much.
4: Yep. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Southwest goes to Aruba.
4: Ooh. There you go. Maui. Baltimore and then Aruba. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. Is it is it Kath or Kathy? Kathy, I don't know. C a t h e. I want to just say Kathy, but that seems too easy. Uh, at any rate, she writes, "I like the split idea. Yes, Vancouver Island, fifty percent on Europe, fifty percent heavy on Paris, Madrid, and Barcelona." Again, apparently, we're just I know now we're just full time tourists, yes. which is great. Um, in a much more grounded answer, Gregory writes, <laughs> "I mean, is there any answer other than Dayton, Ohio?" <laughs> Meredith, yep. get ready. That is our future. <laughs> uh, and Jean responded to that. I love when you respond to someone on a Facebook thread and it puts their full name tag. <laughs> yeah. Which now gives me the challenge of pronouncing Gregory's last name. So it says Gregory uh-huh. Robert Skudlarek. 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 I cool. wow. the accenting That's wrong? That's better Skudlarik? than most people do. Mm-hmm. Wow. Lots of, lots of Suzuki. Polish names. And- yeah. yeah Yeah, basically uh gregory robert van scuttler horn there we go it's a great place to live and the handy international airport is just minutes away for getaways
1: that was a sick burn and i
2: love it that's why i put it in usually i won't put responses in but that made me laugh thank you jane
4: Uh, Barb writes back to 1981
0: <laughs> Okay, good luck
2: <laughs> Christy's going back like six months
4: <laughs> To yeah. put in an AC And Barb's going back to <laughs> 1981 Someday we'll do the time machine question But like after Barb's literally starting her life <laughs> over <laughs> After baby Hitler I was negative five So have fun yeah. Barb Ellen writes my hypothetical pit bull ridge. Geographic location is open but hopefully, in driving distance of a medium-sized city with warmish weather. Now, Ellen, my only concern here is that Pitbull was capitalized, so I'm imagining it's <laughs> <I> know, just <laughs> I was very
0: confused. Mr. Worldwide
1: I in, yeah. in, in, in Miami or something.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it just like the thought of Ellen hanging out with Pitbull really. She's made... <laughs> like a Pitbull super fan. <laughs>
3: Mrs. Worldwide, that's her dream. Oof. That's the name of the ranch. Um but it's hypothetical, so it's just like Baldman Ranch. Oh, yeah.
0: Right? yeah. <laughs> I forget we, we've
4: established Ellen likes the Baldman, haven't we? Well, obviously. Yeah. So there we go.
1: I mean, let's hope so, right? <laughs>
4: We have so much show left. Uh, oh, Kalina no, says San Diego. Also, it's beautiful, and the rich set of my family is there. Nice. So, Kalina, I think you've lost the thread on t- starting over. I think you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this is uh, this is the end of Shawshank. This is. You know, <laughs> I
0: know. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, <laughs> Megan writes: Western Ireland is a hard one to beat, though perhaps not in a teeny tiny town where is you're in a, a run down house. That's yeah. the is there a bad
3: Big thing. Town in right.
4: Western Ireland? Do- I don't know. Uh, Dublin? I don't no, know west east. Dublin on the other yeah. side. There was a thread here actually and I think um, Limerick was mentioned which I only remember because it just made me want to make stupid dirty jokes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um yeah, I I don't know. Galway
1: uh, is kind of on the west.
4: Speaking of places I have no context for, Lane writes, uh, Punta del Este, uh, Uruguay, if money was no object, I miss living in South America, And writes parenthetically, I lived in Santiago, Chile, and the quality of life is probably the highest in Uruguay. Punta del Este is called the Monaco slash Hamptons, San Trope of South America. It has a temperate oceanic climate, never too hot or too cold, and I could see the ocean every day. Of course, I would Mm. also do anything I could to ruin anything related to the Trump Tower there, that still hasn't opened after years of construction and delays. Uh, That's beautiful. Yes. I think you should go there and yes. do that. Yeah. That sounds do awesome. Do that good work. Send us a postcard under an alias. We won't rat on you. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then Laura writes, New Zealand, all the way. It has everything you want.
2: You know what? New Zealand is definitely on Ooh. my list. I, like, have zero desire to go to Australia. I don't know why. I just Same. I, you know, one time I heard Nicole Byers on a podcast, and she was saying she went to Australia, and the, like, cab driver said isn't it beautiful here you know isn't it so gorgeous and she was like yeah, it looks like saying um santa monica and the the guy was like <laughs> pissed about it
3: but New the Zealand's everything on the other there hand. everything in australia is trying to murder you yeah yeah, <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs>
2: but I, I but new zealand looks beautiful to me like yes. that looks like because it looks i
1: mean it looks like lord of the rings which and i'm they not have like, a huge fan no of no
3: guns they have yes. uh yeah
1: no covid yeah yep they, that's a rough flight, though, man. Uh, uh, yeah. That's the thing that yeah, I don't yeah, know wild about.
4: Yeah. Do you have any cities or locations that you keep in your weather app?
2: Uh, that is. That's kind not of like where exotic you, where, ones. Yeah, yeah. So, like
4: Aruba <laughs> lives in my weather app, and uh. Samuel is sometimes she she also has, she'll just send me a screenshot of the Aruba weather when she's feeling depressed or mm-hmm. just <laughs> eager to go. But here I'm gonna I'll put it in the Slack now because you'll see. When we first got to Aruba, the first time we stayed at this little bed and breakfast type place, the owner picked us up from the airport and he said, don't bother looking for the weather report in the newspaper. They don't bother publishing it because it never changes. (laughs) And I just I posted for you now. It is a high of 84 and a low of 79 every day. That is perfect weather.
3: That is perfect.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I have Budapest in here, but that's just like lingering from when I went two years ago. (laughs) And I have
1: was Palm really Springs and
3: Porta Verde. Oh,
1: I have Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> Ooh, exotic! Grand Rapids. <laughs> eh?
0: Those rapids are pretty great. Someone's fancy. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Um. Okay. After, after, like, I can't stop thinking about Pitbull Ridge. <laughs> <Yeah, no. laughs>
1: Show topic change. I
4: know. <laughs> All right. We'll save technology for next Stop week. This week, show. our favorite. What would you want a ranch of?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which
3: pop singer?
0: In
4: reserve. That's yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> <of the week. laughs> Any answer but Neverland.
2: Oh, yeah. Oui. 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 Okay. Um, so the uh, medium talk this week, uh, we were, you know, when we got on our weekly jamboree, I think a lot of us are just like, you know, it's summer starting. It's this weird time of like, you know, COVID is somewhat out on the way, but it, it just, just feels weird. Everything kind of feels weird. We, I, I think we had a little bit of like, I don't know what to talk about. We're all exhausted. Mm-hmm. Bobby has a new job. We're all working hard. Meredith, you're working. We're all kind of, it's just whatever. It's a weird transition time. But I, um, I brought up, I was listening to the, uh, political gab fest as I want to do occasionally, even though I think David uh, plots is an asshole, but they had um, since now I'm a slate plus member, I get to listen to like the, you know, plus question at the end of it. And they were talking about, you know, technology is great, but the things that you sort of miss that technology solves for now, the things that you had in your life that, you know, you don't use anymore because, you have an iPhone or whatever. Um, So we kind of just got to talking about that. And then just the, the technology of our childhood that you just don't, the kids would never understand. Like as for example, I told my kids that I did not have a cell phone until 2002 and they were like, what? Like it just didn't (laughs) even, they didn't understand like how that was possible. Like that, how, and, and I was actually really thinking, you know, I feel like from the 90s to now, to me, it doesn't feel like things have changed that much. I don't know. I mean, especially now that all the clothes are back in style, Mm -hmm. it sort of feels Mm -hmm. like I feel sort of the same, but God, if you think back to how things were, as far as technology goes, it is totally different it's totally Totally different Mm -hmm. and it was sort of inch by inch, but you know, you have a computer in your pocket at all times and it's kind of wild to think about. How much harder things are but like there was some ingenuity that went on with it that I, I kind of miss in a way you know just the the things that you had to you had know, to be scrappy to, to do everything yeah you don't yes yes and um and I think of the four of us maybe we were all definitely not early adopters but maybe like tech kids like we were like interested in communicating in some fashion mm-hmm. I yeah. you know at a pretty early age like I really wanted to be connected somehow or I was just interested in technology um, so we were just going to talk about the I don't know the technology of the 90s of our you know formative years so um this is going to be loosely organized because I think everybody once we started talking about it was like oh remember this remember this Mm -hmm. you know as I said in the pre-show that Dave said that he misses the phone company which is psychotic but that's (laughs) um (laughs) but um but yeah so I think like the first thing we should talk about to open it up what was your first uh big computer like technology piece that you had in your house um Bobby do you want to go first
4: Yeah, sure. So um, we had a lot of computers in the house growing up, but the two computers that I used regularly when I was very young were a Xerox 820, which is a computer nobody else will have probably heard of, uh, but it was an actual Xerox-branded PC machine, and it had the big, clunky monitor and the big, clunky keyboard, and it looks kind of like the old original Apple's, but not Apple. And it had the 8-inch floppy drive, the floppy disk drive. Yes. yes. Like and, and the
2: actual floppy, like yep. floppy floppy disk. Yep. Like in
4: the really big ones, not yes. the uh, not the five and a quarter ones or whatever. And that was it. It had no real hard drive, so it couldn't save anything. And all you could do with it was type. But yeah. it was a hand-me-down computer from my grandmother because she had worked at Xerox and it was one of her office machines. And she gave it to me. And so I had it in my room and I would just type. And that was just so novel to have this machine yep. that wasn't a word processor or a typewriter. Typewriter, yeah. Where I could type. And then we had, you know, other computers in the house, including, you know, we had a dot matrix printer on our cool. Tandy 386. Mm. And the Dow was...
2: matrix ones the ones with the things on the side
1: that was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the
4: one you still see at airports where they print the uh, yeah. yes yeah, with yeah, the yeah, yeah. things on the side it's got the yeah. strips of yeah airports and car dealerships for yeah I reasons. was just gonna say anytime you buy a car it has that <laughs> still using dot <laughs> matrix I
3: would love to know if you buy a Tesla if they have one of those <laughs> <laughs>
2: They're like, we just we can't. This yeah, is we the can't
4: you have that... to do it
2: this way. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> big dot matrix. It's not, has it's not
4: of... <laughs> legal if you do <laughs> So yeah, I mean I had plenty more after that, but um I was on the cutting edge of uh, like I had an email address before everybody just had a Ooh. Gmail or a hotmail or a Yahoo. So like I had a free email address through some weird website <laughs> that nobody else had ever heard of. Um it was just the the early bad days of the internet. Can in the I 90s. know
3: what year this was?
4: God, well the the eight twenty I had in my room from earliest childhood memories. And I think it came. I googled it to try to find a picture of it. I think it came out in eighty one. So okay. by the time I got it, it was a hand me down in the mid eighties. You know, so probably you know nineteen ninety. Okay, when I okay. had it in my room. Yeah. I and just I always know.
3: forget that early childhood to you was like high school for me. And so <laughs> some of my
4: some of my nineties just gonna blend into the early aughts because right. of my age. Yeah. Um I that email address I probably had in fifth, fourth or fifth grade. So probably Do you
1: remember what your email address
4: was? I I can't remember my handle. But I remember that um, it was at a company called YouReach.com, like the letter U, <laughs> followed by the word Reach.com. It was oh, probably really like text- RL paper YouReach or something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, yeah. And then we're going to get more into uh, our our handles. Oh, yeah. Through the years oh, yeah. in a minute. Mm-hmm. But in addition to AOL, I'll just mention that I also had an ICQ account in the late 90s because it oh. was very popular with my Canadian oh, yeah. family. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, I still remember my ICQ number, which was 4893818.
1: Learn. Such a weird way of of giving people so <laughs>
2: weird. I think, just I a think, string of long long string of numbers. CompuServe had that as well because I had a friend that had a CompuServe email address, <clears throat> and excuse me, and it was definitely a uh a, a long string of numbers.
1: Like what? So weird. So yep. weird. Uh, Meredith, what about your computer? So this was probably I think I was in fifth grade, which means I was about ten, which means it was probably 1992. Um, and we had a Macintosh 2SI, Ooh. which was this beige box with a beige monitor on top of it. And it was very standard, you know, early computer, but we had the coveted portrait mode monitor. Ooh. Ah. You were like a Tesla yeah. before Tesla. Mm-hmm. I guess. And honestly, I don't know how we got this. I think, so my stepdad, um, was studying for his PhD and I, we got a lot of this through the university. Like that's how we got internet access because they, you know, we got all you know the thousands of AOL disks like everybody else did. And I think they they uh, activated that one time and then like it, the predatory billing charges racked up yes. to like thousands of dollars. Yes. And they were so furious they like would never <laughs> like go near AOL again. So I think we got free internet access through the university. It was just like a a number. Yes, Bobby, that's exactly it. Yeah. Um, it was just a ca- a <clears throat> a number to Kalamazoo, which is where the college was. And, um, that was how we got online, but I don't even remember if this thing got online. I think it did. Um, but all I used it for was writing, you know, book reports. Yes, Um, yes. and I remember being one of the few kids that had typed reports. Everybody else were, were handwritten and I felt very fancy. Of course, as you should. And the great thing about that monitor is you could see the whole page. You yeah. Know, regular yeah. size. Wow. Um, so it was, it was, it was very exciting. You were pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Totally. And we also played, we played puck on it a lot, which was a, it's like a specific Mac game that I don't, I don't know, probably my sister and I are the only people who remember. If you guys remember out there, let me know. Um, but we spent hours and hours playing puck. It was like, you're, you're like playing puck against aliens in a bar. <laughs> Oh. I'll find some pictures of it. It was. It was. It sounds. Oh, I found stupid. it. I've got it right okay. here. Good.
4: <laughs> um, I want to just chime in while you're talking about that and the way you're saying you dialed in because we did the same thing. I didn't. We had internet, early internet, but we also had a phone number we could dial into with our dial it modem to dial into the Monroe County Library System, Ooh, and yes. so we could dial into the the electronic card catalog and see if books were available. Wow. And I would, for hours, just look up shit in the card catalog because it was something you could do with the computer.
0: Yes. Right? Mm-hmm.
4: And you could dial, and of course we had the second phone line, so I could just do that and dial into it and just be like, oh, I wonder if this, or look for this name, or, or you know, probably just search mildly dirty words. I was
1: going to say, that's
4: that was yeah. always right. the key.
1: It's like, sex? it's funny how exciting these things were and how very little they actually did. Right. <laughs> right. There was nothing to do.
2: Um, I have such a memory. Okay. So I was going to say I, we got a compact and I remember thinking this is slick and it was in, we got it in my freshman year of high school. So that was like 93 or so. We definitely had AOL at the time, but my dad wouldn't let me go on or it was only for, I could only go on for like an hour because they charged hourly I think mm-hmm. at that mm-hmm. point and so he'd be like Hillary only for an hour you can only go on for an hour okay dad so then otherwise I would you know um, I would play solitaire constantly um, but they um, I have such a like this <laughs> this is the most 90s thing I've ever said but I have such a memory of sitting in our like TV room playing solitaire on the compact and watching like the video for insane in the membrane on MTV. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was always too screening it. Even at that time, yeah. I was always too screening it. I as was like, soon as you could, I oh, know this is the life. But, um, but I, th- the dot matrix really brought me back. And I, I do owe my dad so much for picking out my daughter, but I have such a distinct memory of printing out a paper because like you said, you could either, you could only save it onto a disc or you had to like print it out. I mean, there was no, saving to your desktop or anything no. at all and inevitably I'd be writing a paper um and I would have to print it out and it was due the next day and it the dot matrix would get jammed and I would like saunter up to my parents bedroom and like tap them I would be like so scared and I'd tap on my dad's shoulder like dad I jammed the printer mm-hmm. <laughs> and he'd be like
3: god damn it Hillary and, like mm-hmm.
2: storm down I don't know why I didn't just fix it I don't know why I had to get my dad to come Kids are such assholes. I don't know why I had to get my dad to come down and do it, but he did. And, you know, we'd probably like scream at each other. And then mm-hmm. my, print, my paper about some bullshit, you know, Hester Prynne would finally print out. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that the compact was, we had that throughout high school. And we definitely thought it was pretty slick. And I have a memory of logging on to AOL and it would be like, you know, the whole song and dance of the modem. And you would hear, I would be like connecting it twenty four hundred bauds, mm. <laughs> and I was like, "I'm <laughs> slick. We've got Screaming it all. Fast. <laughs> Uh But yeah, that was that was my my first computer.
3: What about you, Christy? Um, ours was in nineteen eighty two. Whoa, was, I know. What? Well, my dad was a computer programmer, and so for one of his birthdays, my mom like created an office for him, like locked the door, and like wallpapered it back in the day and like got him like made it 80s like cool and um one of the things was a commodore 64 and it was it was old it had um it didn't even have floppy disks. it had cassette tapes that you would back up which i never got why it worked and i would always like try to put my tapes in there you know and Michael Jackson. I, no, that's not, it's not for Michael Jackson. It's backing up. I don't understand what you're talking about. Um, it's and, not for
0: Michael Jackson.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then we didn't have any for a really, really, really long time. Like I did things on a typewriter at my mom's work. Like I'd go into her work and type, yeah. you know, one finger at a time. And then my dad, when he started at Alaska Airlines, they had to bring the those old, the first Macs that were all one container, and he would have to carry that to work and home because he was oh on god. call. So he, he had to carry this computer everywhere. Oh he my went. god!
0: <laughs> oh god! You get hazard pay for that. I know. my back hurts. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, he didn't ride the bus. Can you imagine everyone oh carrying god. those snacks on the bus?
3: <laughs>
2: um. Yeah. No. They. They were pretty monstrous and when you would get like i don't know the screen the the monitors were you know I, I don't even they were like three it like looked okay they were the screens were pretty small but in the back it's like it's huge yeah why huge. did they need so
3: many wires <laughs> i feel like the commodore like ours even was a mini tv like oh, wow. i don't um, even think it had an official monitor at the time and if you look at the Commodore 64 keyboard like that's just carpal tunnel waiting to happen (laughs) Totally, like it's like six inches tall like it's (laughs) huge
1: oh my god you're like your wrists are at such an odd angle I'm having a memory about a computer that we had it might not have been the 2si but there was some sort of Mac where it had an internal like it was built stupidly or something and and it would like freeze or something and the way you fixed it is you picked it up and dropped it from about three feet oh wow oh, wow and it like dislodged something and then it was fine <laughs> it's like
3: blowing into the yeah, the, yes. the,
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: well speaking of that um, something that we were going to talk about was just like you know this isn't necessarily like a what was your first computer, but it's kind of like old technology that you remember being I don't know integral to your life at that time that mm-hmm. really doesn't exist. Um, Meredith, you you wrote about all the various gaming systems.
1: Yeah, so we were a Nintendo oh, yeah. family, yes. and we, I remember we got the. Uh, original nintendo pretty early on before i was five because i remember we were at our first house i don't remember how old i was but you know too young to like play i had to watch my brother play because he was the older brother (laughs) (laughs) um but we we got you know the nintendo the super nintendo and then um the nintendo 64 was my favorite um i loved playing goldeneye so so much yeah, that's supposed um, to be a
2: really good game, and I'm not a gamer, but that's supposed to be like an a classic excellent game. Yeah,
1: yeah, and but we also played. So my sister and I would play Donkey Kong constantly on the Super Nintendo because there was two player mode um, on the Nintendo. It was usually like Mario, Donkey Kong, Duck Hunt. Yes, you know that that original trio. trio. Um, but that you know, I have a lot of fond memories of those. We were not a Sega household. I didn't get a Sega until I was like 18 or 19 because I wanted to play. Area 51,
2: I think. I, we were a Nintendo household until my brother like went to Europe for the summer and brought his Sega home. And that's when I fell in love with, um, which now plagues me, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Mm -hmm. But I, I really liked getting coins or it really appeals to me. Like that was when I would play, uh, (laughs) Super Mario Brothers. The noise is so satisfying. And that's how they, that's That's how they get you. I know.
0: (laughs)
1: Oh, I loved it so yeah, much. Yeah, it was a Sega Saturn. I just had to look it up because I couldn't remember. Area 51 was really fun. And there was a good racing game. I'm pretty good at racing games. Oh, I am um, not. And there was a good one on there, too. I'll find it.
2: I'm so bad at racing games. I remember playing the original Mario Kart. And I would always fall off the like rainbow. Oh, I love Mario Kart.
1: <laughs> but you know, there would be like a rainbow thing. like You're like, in oh, the yeah. sky. Oh, Rainbow Road is the hardest <laughs> I know. One. And I'd be like, fall we off. We still play it on the Switch all the time. I think it must have been Daytona, USA. Oh man! Classic. Well,
4: that's the one with the at the movie theater you would play Daytona mm-hmm. USA in the lobby. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Um, well, I was thinking about, um, you know, I have a weird memory for things. Like I will not remember important things, but I will remember, you know, these like people's birthdays or whatever. And I something I sort of miss, and you know, this is just technology uh, induced is remembering everybody's phone numbers. Like I knew everybody's phone number. I knew everybody's phone number and the phone was so important to me. I mean, as my phone is now, but I don't like talking on it very much, but, um, I talked on the phone. I had my own, I had a teen line and it was, it doesn't exist anymore, but it was two, one, four, nine, eight, seven, four, eight, seven, eight. It was a great number. Um, and I had, I, yeah, I knew, I still knew, missy my best friend's i still know her parents number though i'm sure it, i won't repeat it but i don't think it's their number anymore mm-hmm. i still
0: know
1: my best friend's number
0: Me too. um
2: now i think i know dave's number and like my parents number and that's like basically
1: the only phone number i that don't I think know. i even know my mom like if you put a gun to my head i don't think i could get my mom's number right uh but mm-hmm. we um for whatever reason
2: um Because Texas is dumb and weird is that we like um, caller ID was illegal until I was in high school or something because I remember going to my cousin's house in Virginia and they had a little caller ID, you know, that like box next to the phone Mm -hmm. and I would be so excited. Like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. Like, who called? What boy called? But um, we didn't have it, so of course, <laughs> again, Michael was uh, very annoyed with me because Michael is a line-item reader of the phone bill. Mm-hmm. He, it would be like, Hillary, <laughs> it, you star 69 somebody. And I'm like, sorry. It, oh, oh yeah. you lost, <laughs> money, <laughs> lost
3: money. I forgot. <laughs> uh. Yes.
2: Yeah, love the star 69 people and then like three-way call people. Um, and I really, really, like, I took pride in my answering machine. Like crafting a perfect outgoing oh, message. Totally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think there would be a code that you could call in. You know, if you were away, you'd go yep. on the pay phone and be like, I got to check my messages. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Did you- we never had a separate line, but I did have one of those um, clear phones. Oh, yes. you
2: know, those oh ones yeah. See all see all those one's so bad. Yeah. So cool. Oh, it was, uh, yeah. No, that was the clear phone was key. Like it was Yeah. laying in bed with my clear phone, you know. Totally. Oh, my gosh. Uh, reading wine. I am or something. Mm-hmm. You lived
3: my best <laughs> life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason why we definitely, we always had a teen phone because there's too many kids. Like yeah. well, there's a million. Yeah, of you. So, yeah. and you know, and it's so funny how integral like phones were back then in a different way. Like my memory of my mom is making grocery lists and being on the phone with her friends. Like, oh, totally. A, smoking, smoking, mm. yep. And yep. drinking a Diet Coke. Yep. And it's like that. Oh my that's gosh. Just, like, what we, we had did. the same mom. Yeah. <laughs> <know. laughs> she carry
3: the ashtray around and like, <laughs> <laughs> yes
2: no and i'd be like
3: he's drop yeah. on what they're saying
2: of course and then i was such a brat i'd be like mom 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 and like try yep. to get her attention can i have a drink can i have a drink, can I have a drink? <laughs> and she's like i'm on long distance yes <laughs> that was oh always a gosh. big deal when you're on long distance like do not interrupt me right now this costs
3: so much money this is so expensive that's the thing that that kids these days they will never understand like long distance yes, long or distance. whatever well, I remember being
2: horrified when, like, if I was gonna because I was so lazy, I would call my parents. Like, I would be in my room and I would call the other line because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to go upstairs. And I remember the day that you had to dial two one four. You had to like add it to the oh, phone yep. number. Mm-hmm. And I was oh, like, yeah. "What? Are they charging us long distance to do this?" Everybody freaks out about it. Like, yeah, oh, oh, I, was I was so one totally about that. freaked out. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I know. I was trying to explain to the kids, like, yeah, we only had to memorize seven numbers at the time. That's why Mm -hmm. it was so easy. It was easier, right? Yeah. Now you're like, oh, 512.
3: So did you ever do the trick where you weren't supposed to be on the phone because it was too late? So you would call, like, the movie times or, (laughs) you know, how you called time and it would be like, the time is... Yes. Whatever. Yes. And you would call that over and over again, and then your friend would call you so that on the second line. So then,
2: yes. Then you just call waiting. So you had to have caller. Yeah. You had call waiting. Yeah. That that yeah. came later. That
3: was a trick yes. later.
2: Oh yeah. No. Um. <laughs> the way that our house was situated, like it makes it sound like it was a bigger house than it was. It wasn't, but there was sort of like a kid's wing of the house where like (laughs) you could close the door. I'm sure that they were just like, go. And my parents were upstairs. So I, whatever. I stayed up way, way too late talking Mm -hmm. on the phone to people, but I'm sure others did that as well.
3: Yeah. Mine didn't really care, but they'd be like, We just don't want you to make noise. We don't wake us up, which (laughs) I totally get. And if the phone rings next to them and it's two o'clock in the morning, they're going to be like, like, someone's dead.
0: dead. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm awake. Thanks a lot, Christy. So Um,
4: I'm on some some deep, not that deep page, on a U.S. naval military website. And apparently you can still call and get time from them. Wow. And so... This is the USNO, which is the US Naval Oceanography Portal, provides both voice announcements of the time and services to synchronize systems over telephone modems. And it says I can call what? this number right now and get the time. So I think we should do this. What's do the,
3: it. Well, yeah, I want to know what the time.
4: What yeah, the... well, I know, right? So here, all right. I'm well, because now I'll
3: our cell phones to... like link it, like sync Everything with.
0: Is, yeah.
4: Right. Some kind satellites. of satellites. I don't I, know how things there's work. There's no movie phone I couldn't do, but I can do this. So let's see. One. I mean, I've got the phone right next to the thing here. Two hundred two. Seven six two. Fourteen
3: oh one. I'm so nervous,
4: you guys. Me too.
3: What if it's wrong? What if it's a boy? (laughs) (laughs) Is he gonna answer? (laughs) Hang up. Just hang up. If it's his mom, hang up.
0: At the tone, Eastern Daylight
4: Time, 12 hours, 50 minutes, 30 seconds. Wow. Universal Time, 16 hours, 50 minutes,
2: 35 seconds. Wow. U.S. Naval Observatory
1: Master Clock, at the tone, Eastern Daylight Time, 12 wow. hours, 50 minutes, 45 seconds. I like the ticking. <laughs> I know <it's> like, I'm <laughs> hanging
4: up because I think it goes indefinitely. Yes, I
3: was going to say, does cool. it? Okay, <laughs> and yeah, I just it,
4: did Eastern in, in like, yeah. G- and and like G. there's another phone number for Colorado Springs.
3: But I'm wondering, did oh. it do Eastern because you are calling from there? Like, if I called, would it well, be Pacific?
4: I don't know. Hmm. There's a way to find out.
3: It's only one way to find out. I'm
1: already Let's bored. Let's all call. Yes. Of course not. <laughs>
2: Was a boy? Um, yeah, okay. Well, speaking of calling stuff, Christy, I love this. Um, what was one of your memories? Of calling things? Yes. You said, well, calling the time is definitely one, but also yeah. our favorite,
3: Mr. Movie Phone. Oh, gosh. Movie yes. Phone. <laughs> uh, call Movie Phone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I use that less for movie times and more as like a scapegoat to call something else. And, and also, like, you there was some kind of situation on phones where i could call someone and then that person could call another person and join all of yes. the calls and oh, then yeah, yeah. you would prank call like oh. so like you would prank call someone and just be quiet or i f- we did we were so bad um there was oh, like God. something where we would call two people that knew each other and then be quiet. And then they would have to like figure out. And then. So, we, oh my gosh. We did this to these people. There's like two snobby girls. At, at, um, and they were cousins. And we didn't like them. Because they were so mean and bullies. And so we would just like call. Their home phones all the time. And they, wouldn't, they couldn't figure it out. They'd be like. But I called you yesterday. Is our phones just. They had no idea what was going on. It was yeah, so weird. Pr- yeah.
2: Pranking is something. I don't know what the. Uh, whatever, it's just general bullying probably, but pranking was something that the kids these days will not know about because no. it's it's just harder to spoof. It's but so impossible. Yeah. You know? We pranked. My friends Katie and Catherine were the m- most master prankers. Like they pranked all the time. We liked to prank Robert Tilden, who was like a, um, he was like. Um, Like a preacher person Like he had a You know he was like A televangelist And we would like Call his line And prank it all the time We (laughs) would also We would also Prank people This is kind of Mean and weird But like we would Order because like, you could call like one eight hundred tampax or something and order tampons for people, and we would like order <laughs> tampons for people and get oh, it sent yeah, to their yeah. house.
0: <laughs> Why we
2: thought that was so funny, I know. Um, but yeah. yeah, I've
4: definitely never ever sent free depends <laughs> to anyone yeah. as an adult. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: no,
1: but yes, pranking
2: somebody was just like that huge. was a
1: that was a serious uh, activity for sleepovers. Oh, for yeah. a while. Oh, yes. when I was, for ahead. sure. Yes, it was like um, this is the prank calling call time. Yeah yep. people out of the phone book really and just yep. say such du- we are such idiots like nothing w- it wasn't funny it wasn't even you know no we no. were a your little refrigerator kids running
3: right. <laughs> we we had a thing where we would keep keep a time like a stopwatch of who could keep the person on the longest <laughs> just talking about nonsense
2: yeah <laughs> i was always so bad i was so bad at it because i would i was get so easily embarrassed and i'm like i can't I, I can't keep it up like i would have to yep. hand the phone off me or too. as you can see as pitbull ranch made me like crumble up into a ball <laughs> i like couldn't keep my shit together i was like would yeah. just start laughing so i'm like yeah. handing the phone off the huge yeah. like uh you know cord the handheld phone or whatever. I'm like, here, take it. Um, God. Yeah. That was definitely, yeah, I don't even know. I don't think kids could do it. I'm sure there's some way where you could spoof a phone number, but I feel like that's like too hard to do. Like it's too much work to do. So well, people just you... don't
3: answer the phone, right? Like yeah. I
1: don't
4: answer. Well, yeah. if It's an unknown number.
1: Cause yeah. Cause it's somebody else doing a spoof, yes. but just trying to get my credit card information. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
4: the phone, I, the picture of the phone I found for the clear phone was made by Con Air.
1: Well, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah.
4: The people oh, okay. who make your uh, hair dryer. Hair dryer. Right.
1: Yep. 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 That was That's basically was the cool. one. I think the one I had had a pink cord because we're girls. It's yeah. for
2: ladies. Did you, Bobby, did you ever get, because I really wanted one because I watched so much TV. Did you ever get like a football foam from SI? <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. I wanted one of those too. No.
4: I never had the football foam, though it's not too late. I think they're still out there. <laughs> Uh, that's oh, like, man. watching Bob's Burgers, they have the hamburger phone <laughs> yes. in their apartment. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so awesome. I want the it hamburger is. phone. I
2: know. God, I wanted, I wanted, really, you know what I wanted. I wanted a gold, like a gold phone, like a rich person phone, like the one, I talk about this all the time, where it has like, or, like ornate stuff on it. Maybe had a
4: rotary, but like, was, yeah. Yeah.
1: where did they have that? Like silver spoon? Something, something like that. Right? Yeah. We it was had, like,
4: one of those we had a knockoff version of the old like fancy french phone where the handset yes. was on top of the <laughs> yes per- oh, yes yeah. exactly yeah we had that was that was my child one of my childhood phones growing up
2: <laughs> i really also kind of wanted one of the ones where you hold it up to your ear like you know little house on the prairie or whatever or something like Oh, where it's the... just like a two <laughs> <Yes>. yeah <laughs> um okay enough phone talk for at Right now, let's move on to uh, music, because that was definitely a really, really important part, I think. Well, it's an important part of every kid growing up, and I can tell with Bridget. We gave her um, our Alexa, our little mini Alexa, because she likes to listen to music, and it's just the easiest way without having her iPad in her room all the time. She can listen to all the Olivia Rodrigo that she wants to, or now she's obsessed with, like, um, I don't know, Dua Lipa or something. But uh, let's talk about how we listen to music and how different that is. Um Bobby, talk to me about cassettes.
4: Well, I mean just in general, any cassette I could get my hands on I would listen to over and over and over again. And of, of course, course, you know, taping break my own it. voice or taping the radio. Yeah. Um figuring out how to yeah, tape, break the little thing out so I could tape over commercial mm-hmm. cassettes. <laughs> um winding them with pencils or, or yep. bic pens. Yes. Um we I once um, signed up for Columbia House by taping the penny to the postcard and mailing <laughs> it back, and then my mom had to call and yell at them when they sent a bill until they <laughs> like, stopped yeah, sending the bill because they were dumb enough to give a you know a nine year old or something. So like, and it was the dumbest tape. So I had and and I found in the house. In fact, this just came up at work this week because we do icebreakers every Wednesday at our all staff meetings, which I, I don't know why. Uh, But the icebreaker this week uh, was what's a piece of art or music that that sort of mesmerized you as a kid or that you were were hooked on as a kid. And we had this cassette tape of Mozart symphonies. And I say this as someone who did not grow up in a musical house. Nobody had any talent or taste or acumen or anything. But for some reason, we just had this cassette tape of late Mozart symphonies, 39, 40, and 41. And so the reason that the Mozart 40th symphony, which is a pretty famous piece, uh, is one of my favorites of all time is because I just listened to it over and over and over again mm-hmm. because I had this cassette, and I would wear it out yeah. because I listened to mm-hmm. it so much. And then, you know, to just prove that my taste was not all fancy in the mid to late 90s, the other cassette that I wore out was a single of Deep Blue Something's Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> well,
2: that's a good song. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good well, song.
3: Well, and good do, you song, remember but... the, do you remember the differences between the quality tapes and then the cheap ones where the the middle like little spongy thing would like move around on the cheap ones the columbia house (laughs) ones were always the cheap cassettes so it wasn't even. it was almost not worth it to do the little hack to to make them recordable because they wore Um, out so much
4: and i live in a world where i still work with cassette tapes because i still have the archive of boston music and viva's library so like i have boxes and boxes of cassette tapes and then of course there was the time that we sent I, we sent Andrew Walsh a cat roll cassette tape. And I had to like, I had to like buy Memorex blank tapes. (laughs) I had to like find someone that would sell them to me. And then I had to find something I could record on it with. I mean, it was worth it. But, um, yeah, just all that technology. I miss it so much. I would play with all that stuff. And of course, you know, I had, I never had a brand name Walkman. I had like the knockoff. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. 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 Um, yeah, Meredith,
2: talk to me about the Walkman slash Discman situation.
1: I don't remember the first time I got a Walkman. It was probably when I was maybe nine or ten or something. And I also, I remember the first uh, tape I got was the first New Kids on the Block. Ooh. Quality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and, but I I, the, I have very clear memories of uh, road trips And this made road trips like bearable for me because that's all we ever did. We never flew anywhere. Um, We just would drive all over the place, like across the country all the time, uh, all summer and with like seven kids. And um, yeah, it was horrible in a van that was always breaking down. And I remember listening to Stone Temple Pilots on my Walkman over and over and over and over and over um, and loving it. Like, I don't know why I couldn't handle listening to the same album that many times in a row anymore but it was so novel and fun and it was like I was in my own little world escaping from my siblings and step-siblings so it was really it was really nice um so that but I I, I spent a lot more time with my disc band because I used to walk home from school um and so uh this was before like you could share an earbud I think it was like those over the head
0: like foamy ones foam yes. things
1: mm-hmm. And I remember, because my sister and I would walk home together, and we would want to listen to the same CD. (laughs) And I don't remember how we did it. I think we would, like, hold our heads next to, like, you know, take the thing off and hold our heads next to the the, the earpiece, which is a terrible way to listen to music. But also, like... The, every time there was an advance in like skip technology, I was just like thrilled. Like I have to have this new mm-hmm. yeah. skip. Yes. You know, like oh, 60 minute or sixty <laughs> second skip protection, ninety second skip protection. <laughs> Sign me up. Like, you needed so that excited. skip protection
4: if you were going to try to use the discman in the car with the tape converter and the yes. jack. Oh, yeah. that's oh another god. thing that we used to do. Oh my so god, my
1: mom. When my mom bought her car, which is a nineteen ninety six Honda Civic, which she still drives. Holy shit. She's She got the most basic, like no frills model. She had a tape player installed aftermarket. This is how fancy this car is. And this is probably why it's still around. It's like an alpine. Pretty janky. (laughs) Like it's kind of fallen apart. But um this was the first new car she ever bought, and I was 15, 16 at the time, and so of course I like drove it and smoked cigarettes. Of course, in it, of course, and I smashed it one time. <laughs> Wasn't my fault, but I got into an accident like three months after she bought it. Uh-oh. Um, and uh, so we we got a tape uh, adapter and would listen to the. But, but like, if my sister was in the car, she would have to like hold it. Of course, yes, let, like a baby. So just it's- hold it, <laughs> hold it, and then you have the books of
2: CDs. You know the whatever. Oh case yeah. logic like the and it always weighed like 100
1: pounds you're like jesus mm-hmm. christ we would spend more time like flipping through that deciding what and it was it's usually mixes because we would make our own little ska punk yeah it's like i want to listen i want to listen to 40 ounces to freedom
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> were you there yeah. i was there in texas <laughs>
1: two joints. Yes, this is my life. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't discover them until after Bradley died and I was so heartbroken. I was like, "No, they're never going to make anything new."
2: Oh my god. Yeah, that was that was a that was a big one in the mid 90s. Um, yep. I yeah, I totally remember holding like I I didn't have a I just had a I really relied on tape for a long time. And then at some point my tape player broke in college in my car and my toy, mine was like a 91 Toyota Tercel and I got a boom box and I had it in like, I just had a boom box in my car. I did play tapes and CDs yeah. at some point it did get stolen. Cause I forgot to put it in the trunk when I parked my car. <laughs> um, no. And yeah, I definitely think that it was like a, you know, bye 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 or whatever. No strings attached mm-hmm. was in there by NSYNC. Um But I, I didn't have that many Walkmans and it's weird to think about it now because like my parents were like, they like music that we, like we weren't, we, we always had the TV on. Like that was the thing we, we didn't like, Oh, we just have like ambient music in our house. We were more mm-hmm. of a TV family, but because I have older brothers and sisters, they had, you know, they were teens. So we would listen to, we had a lot of records and then tapes, uh, you know, we had a lot of Madonna and I But, Bobby, I was thinking about it. Kristen, my sister and I, shared a room growing up. And she was older, so she would be staying up later writing papers or whatever. And I would listen. And she would always have Gershwin on, like, on repeat, like, you know, or whatever. She would just start it over again. And so I love Gershwin just because, like, I listen to him so much that it's, like, just embedded in my head. It's like, oh, this is Sleepy Time music. This makes me kind of happy. But I was thinking about, like, I didn't really have a Walkman. I just... I, I, for whatever reason I just didn't have one but when I this was not the 90s this was the early 2000s but I after college I moved to the Bay Area and my commute was really long like it was an hour and a half each way to my stupid mall job and um, I went to cons I think was the store in California and I got I was like I really want a Discman but I want like with a radio too, because I really wanted to listen to Howard Stern. That was like, I have to have the radio, but I, but I don't want just a radio thing. It has to have the CD portion because Mm -hmm. the Bard at the time had you, when you went down the transit system in San Francisco, you, there was no signal or anything. So you needed to have like a, you know, you had to have something else. So I had the CD portion and that's when John Mayer's first album came out room for squares. And I like know that he's a douchebag, but that's, that was one that is like embedded in my soul. Like it's just like, knew I can that listen at the to time it though. Like
1: you're forgiven. Right. No, I know.
2: I know. I know. And there's this song called three by five that I was obsessed with. And I would just like, repeat, repeat, repeat it. And it's just one of the, you know, you just have those CDs or tapes or whatever that you're like, this can transport me immediately back to this time. Mm-hmm. Like I can feel myself like in the Bart and being like, I don't know what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's too bad
4: that we're now contractually obligated to go out with some pit bull or else you could,
2: i know i know mm, we'll you know it's
1: occurring to me that like when you were saying that you guys had the tv on like we almost never had the tv on but we always had either npr or Weird. um blue blue like public radio yes on, yeah and it was in the, which was usually classical music um and they were out of interlocking and uh we were not like This was, we didn't grow up in a household where, like, the kids had any say in anything. Like, they did not care what we wanted to do or listen to or watch or anything. So I think the fact that I got a Walkman was, like, my first, like, oh, I get to control this. totally. Like, for once, I'm not listening to to all things considered all the time. Well, Um,
2: I always tell the kids when they're in their car, because Bridget's like, give me your phone. I want to play Spotify. Like, she's, and of course, I'm, uh, you know, I'm like, yeah, okay, here you go. And then she posts random stuff on Instagram. But, um... I I said, when I drove with my parents, we listened to either NPR, um, sports talk radio, or like um, oldies. And by oldies, I don't mean 90s. I mean like, you know, like it was like rock oldies. around the yeah. clock. Yeah. yeah. It was like mm-hmm. that, that. Those were the only things. And I was not allowed to change it. And if I ever reach for the radio, are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. I, I, my parents would like. I wouldn't be like, have even
1: dreamed of it. No. No.
2: Like, uh, no, absolutely not. My parents were like, "We are the adults; we get to decide what mm-hmm. we're listening to." Well,
1: and I, pr- I respect that. Now, at the yeah. time, I thought it was bullshit, but it, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, I wouldn't want my kids. I wouldn't want to listen to the garbage they want to listen to. <laughs> no. Like, no,
2: seriously. <laughs> like, get this out. No, I, and I think that's probably why we had multiple TVs because my parents would be watching mm-hmm. the news or whatever, and I'm like, Ugh, I'm going to go watch "Say By the Bell" right now.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye. We watched <laughs> so much PBS. I mean, again, this is just like the Mozart cassette tape. Like, we weren't fancy, but my mother had an appreciation for that, and and also because the local uh, PBS affiliate aired a lot of Canadian television too. Got the so, like, grassy. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, and like like the Red Green show and stuff like that, which we've gone down oh, yeah, before we got here. that too. But I think this is why I think I saw every episode of As Time Goes By in the '90s <laughs> because they just aired all of those Britcom sitcoms and yeah. i I was just thinking about that this morning, as I was getting a little nostalgic for the nineties about how Judy Dench played an older woman on a sitcom in the nineties <laughs> <laughs> thirty years she's like
2: the... always been sixty five like that's yeah. like her age, yeah perpetually sixty five old... yeah um yeah um christy i i you kind of referenced this, but i <laughs> love I remember doing this what would you do yeah
3: so i I um uh, okay so if you wanted to hear a song and you didn't have the money to buy a um the cassette or maybe you didn't want all the other songs you just wanted the popular you would like wait by the radio with your finger over the record hovering and push, nervously hovering, <laughs> and then you'd push it try to get it at the right time and you would hope that the DJ didn't talk over the end oh! of the song <sighs> Or that it was the, like, shorter radio version or that they would, like, Ugh. bring a commercial into it. And I was explaining this to Elliot the other day because she's like, I want to listen to this song by <laughs> yes. this person right now. And I was like, do you know what privilege that is? <laughs> do you know what we used to have to do? We used to have to wait. And, and of course, radio stations played, like, Ten songs, and so if you can't, if you turned it on and it was the end, you had to wait an hour
0: or at least (laughs) until that came back on. The other
1: important part of this is calling on
3: repeat
0: the
1: request line, of course, asking them to play this song. (laughs) Oh
3: my gosh, yes, Chet Buchanan, I would call him every single night.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I remember getting so I was, I, I was liked Mariah Carey but I wasn't like a super fan but I was obsessed with the song Someday like I was obsessed yeah, with wasn't? it and you know she got to the like she did the little octave at the end mm-hmm. and I would get mm-hmm. so mad when they would cut out before then I'm like mm-hmm. no but yeah I would listen to, to Casey tell the Kasem the weather yes I would yes. listen to Casey Kasem And actually what would piss me off is if if that song was the number one, which I would cross my fingers like, Mm -hmm. please let Sunday be number one. But they would cut off the number one because it was the end of the show. So they're like, and that's too long. I
3: know. And I'm like, I want to listen to this. Mm -hmm. Damn it. (laughs) My first tape, my, my first music thing was an eight track player with a tape Thing that you stuck in it was like the size of an a-track you'd lay the cassette into it and then shove it into the, the stereo <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: oh yeah. god uh, yeah i know it was it was it was really hard and we would try to make you some people have like the dual cassette you know the oh the fancy people they... then you could
3: edit stuff <laughs> yeah, <I know>. right. <laughs> that was rare and but you
2: could like make your own like you know plug in like a little microphone and make your own little yeah, DJs,
1: oh, I wanted
3: one of those so bad
1: my best friend michelle and i used to do that all the time we would just record ourselves just talking yeah. and i wish those i think those tapes still oh you need to find those yes yeah you know they were amazing. very embarrassing i thought they were hilarious i had
3: i don't remember who said that they had the knockoff uh walkman but I had one that didn't even have a rewind function. You'd have to flip the tape over, fast forward, and then flip uh, it back over. <laughs>
2: Why what? Why were they like, this is a cost-saving measure?
3: Like, Well, I feel like, I don't know if it's true, but there was the thought that rewinding was bad for tapes. Like, for VHS oh, yeah. tapes, it was bad for the VCR. It was bad for the tape. And and so, remember, there was a, a separate... Device that you could get to just rewind VHS oh, yeah. tapes. We had one, mm-hmm. but why? You, because
4: you didn't want to be the asshole who, first of all, it could rewind it faster than your VCR. Yes, code. very yes. fast. Yes. But was it? Was it, very fast. was it?
3: I know it was faster, but was it because it was bad on the VCR?
4: I don't know, but all I know is that if you returned your tapes without rewinding yeah. them to Blockbuster, fees, they would get huge mad at you. Fees?
3: <laughs> no, we got fees like two dollars, which is a lot. Like in yeah. 1987 money, two dollars yeah. yeah. when the I don't even remember how much a rental was, but that that's big
4: yeah it was big money I wonder how much mm-hmm. it would cost to get a vhs rewind machine now.
1: <laughs> what is that even called yeah re-
4: uh yeah v- vcr rewinders memorex vcr mm-hmm. rewinders memorex of big memorex, memorex. Yeah. there's one on ebay for 33 bucks the memorex brand does there's anyone
3: also- have any vhs tapes left i have a few no. i have some
4: with my um with my
2: third, fourth, and fifth grade plays on there. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> if anybody ever wants to. So they <laughs> come out how often?
2: Do you hook up the VCR to? I actually mm-hmm. do have a VCR, but it does, it's not hooked into it. I don't know why we still have it. I'm like, well, i will just keep it around yep. until, I don't know. When I, I-
3: Whenever I come to Austin, can I bring my, I have a tape. <laughs> my best friend and her little sisters made me for my college graduation where they made me like a um, little a uh, music video. Oh, no, yes, yes, I, would I haven't see it. seen it in years. I would like to see that. So <laughs> yeah. yes, I think they Brandon. do a little choreographed dance to, um, an Eminem song.
4: <laughs> Amazing. I know I've told the my Jody Benson story before, meeting the Little Mermaid and sipping oh. up her dress, but um, I I think that's probably the one VHS that's still deep in a box somewhere. I mean, I have a bunch for Viva, so I'm in my my old day job office, and I've got a case of old concert video recordings, but. Um, I have my Little Mermaid clamshell VHS somewhere because she Mm. she autographed it.
2: Oh, that's exciting! Yeah, Yeah, I remember Missy's family was a Beta family, and I we were a a VHS family, Mm -hmm. and it was like no Beta's better. But then you know, it was such a
1: weird debate.
2: (laughs) Such a weird debate. And actually, weirdly, like when I worked in when I was an intern at Good Morning Texas, they used Beta uh like recording stuff yeah wasn't the
3: technology better it was but better yeah it, it maybe
2: happen. not as easily mass-produced i don't know big vhs mm-hmm. um well,
4: I, if i remember correctly the big vhs being the porn industry yes <laughs> yes yeah. the,
3: anything the porn industry goes on that's what you're gonna have yeah right yep. well yeah yep all right this is the next subject this is something i'm i'm I still
2: hold a grudge on my parents. This is a really roasting my parents, but I really am still <laughs> sad that I didn't get to participate in this directly. It's Let's, let's talk about pagers. Bobby,
4: tell me about your pager. Sure. Well, uh, I had a pager, uh, which was surprising because we wouldn't normally go in for things like that. But the reason I had a pager... Was because my grandmother, Ever the hustler, always looking for a pyramid scheme, was involved in something called ACN, which still exists. And if you go to their website now, as I am on it, you can, you can see ACN, working from home, ACN opportunity video. And when you Google ACN, it's residual income. That's always your first oh, thing no. when you see, uh, hear the words danger,
1: danger, residual
4: or passive income. Yeah. Be your so, boss. I'm not sure exactly if if you were supposed to sell pagers and cell phone or later cell phones and then get them to sell them or whatever. But all I know is that my grandmother had these pagers and they had to go somewhere, and so <laughs> I had nobody a pager was buying them. And like none of my friends had pagers, and so I would get pages. <laughs> I forget how they, you know, they would call the pager and and page me and I would get just random sequences of numbers from them fucking with me. Mm -hmm. I can't Mm -hmm. ever once remember somebody actually paging me because they needed me to call them back. (laughs) Oh, we did.
2: There was Mm -hmm. many 911 people. Call me back. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm at Coffee House. It was called Coffee House. Call me back. ASAP. Well, it would just be a 911. Mm -hmm. Would just be like there was some boy emergency (laughs) or something.
4: Uh, Meredith, isn't that, isn't that like screaming fire in a movie theater? You can't just text someone nine one one. Oh, but you could. And it's
1: well, that is an emergency when you're a teenager. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's a legit emergency. <laughs> I had many pagers, and re- I think the reason I got my first one is because. So I grew up in Grand Rapids. Duff lived in Detroit, and this was in the day of, like we mentioned, long distance calls, and that was a long distance call, two and a half hours away. <laughs> um... And so I was also very rarely actually home, um, through high school because I was in school and then I worked. So I was, I pretty much worked after school every single day and then every weekend day. Um, so I, and then when I wasn't doing that, I was hanging out with my friends or something. So I was almost never home. Um, so that was like, I think my dad had a sprint card that (laughs) for some reason he let me use to call long distance. Mm. And so he would duff would page me and then i would call him but like spend 10 minutes typing in like 4 million numbers to get my dad's sprint card activated um and then eventually that's why i I got a job originally is because i had to pay my dad (laughs) these phone bills that I racked up god damn it Meredith why did he give me that card I don't know it's kind of on him if you ask me Mm -hmm. um but that's what that's primarily why I had one and then uh it became kind of like normal like I got some jokes about like being a drug dealer but then a lot of my friends had them too later on so it wasn't that crazy but I don't I don't even remember like I think the, the coolest part of having that, a pager was when they became alphanumeric and you could ty- type people messages. Yeah, yeah. Then it was actually useful. Yeah, it's like um, a texting device, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, I, my parents were... I, I'm sure they probably thought it was, like, some drug-dealing thing, but most of my friends did have pagers. And it's so gross to think... I, mean, I, I have said this before. I am not a germaphobe. I never have been. I mean, I wash my hands and stuff, but I'm just like... I. I'm not, but thinking about using a payphone is so utterly disgusting to me. <laughs> it was <laughs> disgusting then, yeah. And, oh, it's brutal. Just like it's—I mean, I guess it was handy at the time, but it's like ugh, it's so gross. I was always just like it always felt dirty, and and yeah, the the phones never felt like you're like. Oh, I, I feel like is- I
1: was usually at like my friend's houses yes. or something. Mm-hmm. I was somewhere. I was at work or I was at a friend's house. I wasn't really using payphones all that often, thankfully.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I did not have a pager, but I the only technology that we did have in my house that we thought was very fancy is that we had a my we had a fax machine because my mom's like work necess- necessitated one, and I do have a memory of like, um, being on AOL and my mom being like, "Hillary, you have to get off AOL." I'm getting a fax because it was through that, <laughs> <laughs> that line. And I'd be so mad. Like, oh, mom, like I was in an important chat with a boy. I mean, it was always like something yeah. about a boy. I mean, I'm like, I'm really steaming it up with some guy from a private school down the street. I got mm-hmm. to hop back in. Um, but yes, they would not let me get a pager. They were just like, we don't, what's the, pl-? like to them, I think pager just meant either drug dealer or like, isn't it just like what doctors have? Like, why do you need a pager? Doctors just, right, still, still have them. Yes, but yeah.
1: yeah. That seems so crazy to me. That like They're more reliable. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah, I guess so. I guess and so. And doctors, like, hospitals are often, like, cement boxes. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're often underground a lot of the time. It and needs so to be able to... the network oh, okay. works better that way.
3: That, that makes sense now. Um, my first pager was actually <laughs> so embarrassing. My my dad was on call, as I mentioned earlier. And so mm-hmm. when, the weeks when he wasn't on call, I would, like, sneak it. Um, That's so confusing. <laughs> no, and I feel like we just like y- all used it like it was just like a thing. Later on, that became the cell phone too. We had like the family, a family cell phone. Cell phone. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and whoever was gonna go out and drive. I mean, because you got like twenty minutes a month or something. Yeah, and um, <laughs> whoever was, was out not driving. for chatting. But yeah. then I later got one, and same thing. It's why I got a job so that I could um, pay for that. And I remember you had to like go in person to. like a storefront and pay in cash for 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 the
1: pager you're sure this isn't drug dealing (laughs) it does sound that way doesn't
2: it oh yeah, no i i wanted one so badly and i remember my friend got mad at me because i was like out of contact which is something you could do i guess a little bit easier in you know 1995 and she was like you need to get a pager hillary
3: yeah
1: <laughs> well that's the thing about this kind of this kind of communication or lack thereof is that like when you're making plans with somebody if they didn't show up you had no recourse idea now like yeah. are they, are on they their dead way or are they dead like did they forget mm-hmm. or, or did i go to the wrong place or did they go like there's so many possibilities and you have no way of figuring out what the problem mm-hmm. is i know i was thinking about this this is the
2: thing that i so when i was a this, like, it, this whole show is to make me sound like I was so rich I really wasn't but like when I was a junior I went abroad and I met this guy we were just friends and he didn't go to my college he went to this other college that was joined with us but he lived um, north of Dallas in this town called Bowie and I was going to Denton to visit Missy and Emily my best friends and Bowie and Denton are closer and I had told him at some point maybe I emailed him I have no idea I told him at some point after we got back from Europe, I was like, hey, let's meet up at my friend's apartment. Um, this is the address. Like, I'm going to be there that night. And it so boggles my mind. how. And he came. And, like, we hung out and had a really good time. And I'm just like, how did we make that happen? Like, I don't – I didn't mm-hmm. have a cell phone. I I guess we had a computer, but I don't really remember emailing. Like, did he just leave me a message and I checked it? It just – you almost, like, couldn't be flaky then. I mean, people were flaky, but they were just like outright flaky. There was no like, Oh, I'm sorry. I I can't make it. It was just like, they just, yeah, it was just like, they just no showed. Um, Mm. But it's pretty miraculous in some ways that we just like made it happen. I mean, we knew nothing else, but I'm like, how do we make that happen? It seems
1: amazing. I remember being anxious a lot of the time. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was anxious about a lot of things all the time anyway, but like, you know, plans and people showing up or not showing up yes. And why they were or weren't somewhere You know, that that did make me anxious So, like, the, the advent of cell phones in that regard Has been really good for me <laughs> I know, no,
2: I agree Where you're like, are you coming? Or or to check in Are you dead yes. in a ditch?
1: Yeah
2: Oh, wait, Christy, you had something on here about recording shows
3: Oh, it was similar to, like, the radio, right? Like, yeah. because there, were, there wasn't, like, TiVo or DVRs or anything no, So no. you had to record it And then someone would always record over the show that you we were going to <laughs> and um and the same thing like the tapes would break or mm-hmm. and I, I remember I'm still I, when I started college I didn't have cable and so my parents would record Dawson's Creek for me <laughs> wow. and then I would drive down every Friday <laughs> and pick the tape up and watch it <laughs> And then sometimes they would forget to do it. And I'd be like, God, what? And then you'd you'd have to wait and hope that they do it on the replay. Right. Right. During the summer. And then you, and you'd kind of like know from the TV guide, right? Like you'd plan. I mean, maybe this is just me. Like, no crazy about TV. So I would like write the, the, number of the episode and the name so that I would look for it during the replay. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I
2: was telling Dave, like I we didn't get T V guide, but we you know, with Dallas the Dallas Morning News they would have the insert like T V mm-hmm. schedule mm-hmm. and I would take it, I would take that and Parade mm-hmm. magazine from the Sunday bundle <laughs> and be like, This is what I'm reading now and Parade I Parade was fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I would highlight what I wanted what, to watch. What you're going to watch? Yes. Yes. Totally. And I would, l- I would look in the back and see what movies were, because, you know, they would have like all the movies that were going to be on and what channel they were going to be on. Like the movies, not, you know, and to have a little synopsis. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it was like Lil- Leonard Moulton's review or something like the star mm-hmm. reviews. Mm-hmm. And I would highlight like, which movies I wanted to watch on there. Like, oh, this, like, this sounds like a good one. And yeah, I was very organized about it. Yeah. All right. Tuesday night. You had to like, be.
3: You, you had know. to be organized. You had to be there at a <laughs> yes. certain time. Mm-hmm. Otherwise,
2: I know that's the thing about kids these days is they just don't like, we did have cable, but we did, you know, but there still weren't like you endless had to wait amounts. For the show. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And like, I would be like, like, I want to watch Bob's Burgers.
2: No. Right the now. episode
3: when this happens. Like,
2: what? No. No. And I would just watch you know, the Brady Bunch or the Partridge family or whatever mm-hmm. was thrown my way. Cause it was like, well this, and I was such a TV addict where I was like, well, this is on, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Christy, you, my, you going from Bellingham to like to watch Seattle Dawson's to Creek. watch Dawson's
0: Creek is well, so for geez.
3: me. And then I would, um, take the tapes and give them to my best friend that lived in Pullman. Like, so I kept,
0: them. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So nerdy.
2: Oh, I love it. Okay. So now it's time. The time has come to talk about the most important technology of our early lives. Yes. AOL. And for me, really, like we have AOL semi-early, but really the big change was when it went from an hourly charge to a monthly charge. So that's when you had unlimited and, you know, I could just be mm -hmm. on there all the time. I think it happened like my senior year in high school or something, and I... Was thrilled because that was like my social life was just. I mean, I would go from coffee house to sit down, like you know, boo 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 boo, boo log in, and hit, my screen name was Hillive, which is a fantastic screen name. I love. I mean, I think my dad gave it to me. Um, it was pretty amazing because had no numbers in it. Um, it was simple to the point. I did have to discontinue my AOL address because I got hacked or whatever. It would spam people too many times, so I finally did close it down. Um, but I. I loved AOL so much. Um, I remember, and this was before. Um, like, I would log on to AOL, not just what was the what was just the messaging one, AIM. Like, I did AIM. use AIM, yeah. but I really was like on AOL. Like, I was yeah. on AOL, like on the AOL like people newsletter or whatever, yep. like the people page. Um,
0: and the chat I would have did you
2: go to the chat different chat rooms. As a younger kid, like when all of my friends, we would gather around the kitchen mm-hmm. computer at somebody's house and we would go into chat rooms and pretend like we were in our twenties and like, you know, I'm, sh- yeah, I was saying like kids these days, you get nervous about like them being like, they're being like predators or whatever online and kind of, and I'm like, for sure we were in these chat rooms as 15 year old girls and I'm sure they were like 45 year old disgusting men oh, yeah. like asking us what our bra size was or whatever. Yeah. And we're like, hey! and we kind of think it's funny cause it's like, the first time anybody's talked to us like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I went to chat rooms a little bit, but I really like, there were so many people in my high school that were on AOL. I remember having like 12 chats open and just like bouncing from chat to chat about, mm-hmm. I don't even, what what we talked about, no idea, have absolutely no idea, but it was, you know, who we were making out with or what we were going to do that weekend or whatever. But it was a very important part of my life. And I still remember, Many of my friends' uh, screen names. Uh, just like mm-hmm. it, like Missy was Zishkabuta. Sorry, Missy, I put you on Front, front Street. Mm-hmm. I think it was, I don't, I can't remember what it was a- after. Maybe like a Hello Kitty thing or something. I can't remember. Um, my friend Katie was Magical Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I know. <laughs> Uh, Chelsea was Midnight Wild. I don't know why we like thought these were like... (laughs) These are good. (laughs) I know these Mm -hmm. were really good ones. My friend Tony was like Crunk
1: 7 or something. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember my early screen names and I wish I did. I'm sure they were so stupid and embarrassing. (laughs) So it's probably for the best, but I truly don't remember them. Uh, Did you go into chat rooms? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, And it wasn't usually with like... I had, you know, IMs with my friends, but the chat rooms were usually just like I thought it was fun to just like pop around into different AOL yeah. chat rooms. Like there were all these these international ones and it was like people speaking French and why I thought I could go in there and like do anything was beyond me. I don't know what I was thinking, but like I thought it was fun to watch people speak other languages, so <laughs> I would go into foreign language ones. <laughs> and then like I don't know eventually get kicked out because I wasn't doing anything or because I was like speaking bad french i don't know i don't know what i was thinking um but that was really fun and then you know i i don't think i ever had much of a point like there was no never any like goal i wasn't talking to like my friends i remember getting into a lot of arguments um <laughs> with people about like you know because there was always the asl question yes and i remember one sticks out very clearly in my mind where i said i was from michigan and somebody was like oh so you live in an igloo?" <laughs> what? <laughs> And I was like, "No, oh my gosh. <laughs> You
3: idiot! What are you?" <laughs> That's what? A That's a <laughs> so Michigan remember... known for igloos?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are in the Antarctic. I remember mm-hmm. getting so mad about, like, so incredulous that somebody could be so stupid, and like feeling personally slighted. And I had to educate them about, like, no, it gets hot here in the summer. You stupid idiot! You know, like, mm-hmm. why was I fighting with this person? I don't know. But... It
2: was like early, like Twitter, basically, where you are like fighting mm-hmm. with somebody random oh my god that makes me laugh (laughs) um bobby you had a pen pal a chat room pen pal
4: uh i had more than a chat room pen pal (laughs) oh Hmm. so i did not spend a lot of time chatting with my friends locally i mean i did i mean I i used aol instant messenger to talk to uh you know my my high school girlfriend her friends all of us you know in lieu of text messaging right that was a way that we could all do that in real time Mm -hmm. but um when i was it's gonna be hard to put an age on this um when i was must have been 13 or 14 years old you know i would chat in these in these chambers. this is late 90s um and just meet people. And I had a, a small group of random internet friends. Sound familiar? Uh, from yeah. All across the world. I have no idea what you're talking about. What's that like? Who I would chat with. By the way, my screen name it was probably either Robert86 or Bobbert86 or <laughs> BobbertOmni86. And I had that one for a long time. Uh, anyway, so I would chat with these people in, in random chat rooms. And I, I made a friend um, named Aaron um, who I talked to for a long time. And we... You know, started with the ASL kind of nonsense, but then, um, you know, really got to know one another a bit. And then we would not talk for a few months at a time. And then we would talk again for a few months at a time. And then we wouldn't. And then I was a we were talking about sleepaway camp earlier. I was a Boy Scout camp counselor. So when I was 15, I was a counselor in training. So I was at camp for four or five weeks or something. And I remember in that stretch that Aaron and I, I had there was Internet at the camp in the main office. And so when it was our turn to staff overnight, you could use the internet. That was like the one highlight of being in the office. But we would also um, email. And then we actually started corresponding with actual letters. And it was always platonic, but she would go out of her way to try to embarrass me. Erin is a a, a woman, by the way. I just realized it's a gender neutral name. So she was E-R-I-N. She would send me like flowery pink envelopes. Scented with perfume, just because she knew that everybody at the camp would wonder what the hell was going on. And so we would write back and forth. And then we drifted apart. And then in college, we reconnected freshman year. Um, I can't remember how. I, maybe just one of us emailed the other just thinking of the other one. I ended up, we ended up meeting. We met oh. in person. I figured if it was a creepy stalker person, like after a long game, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. After like six years and phone calls and letters and that would be really involved. um, I flew to, to Indiana and we hung out for a weekend and just, like, that's really cool, caught up Damn. and um, ate junk food. It was my first experience dining at a Margaritaville. I specifically <laughs> remember that. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, we have lost touch lately. Maybe I should drop an email. I think she's yes. married now. I think I saw a picture somewhere. We are not Facebook friends, although I did just find her profile searching. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, like, I actually had someone I met in a chat room when I should not have been having any of those conversations with weird adults. Yeah. I found another kid. We connected. We're friends. Another actual kid. That's great. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we actually met in person. So,
1: That's cool. That's
4: nice. Yeah. That is really cool. So there, there was so
1: goes. much panic about that. I feel like mm-hmm. every parent was like, people on the internet are like, I, I don't know. And maybe our experiences made us less afraid because like, I I remember reacting to that like, well, I'm on the internet and I'm not a creep. Yes. Like, there's got to be right. other like normal kids out there. Yes. like not everyone is is a predator. I don't think. No,
2: and everybody, a lot of people have access to this. I mean, there are predators, mm-hmm. but there's predators in real life too. So, well, but. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um,
4: can't wait to do an episode on Stranger Danger.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Christy, tell me about your punk skull rooms. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> well, first
3: of all. AOL got me in big trouble because we were a 425 east side of Seattle and the only AOL dial-in number was Seattle and it was long (gasps) distance at the time. So we were getting, I was racking up long distance charges (laughs) plus the hourly rate for AOL. I mean, I had to get a job. Like it was hundreds of dollars i love I that you and day. meredith both had to get jobs to like pay for your <laughs> long distance for my, and then, and the bad part is the job kept me away from the addiction of able like i couldn't be on because i'm like this sucks so i would go into the mtv um the mtv chat room and from there people were like talking about ska music and i was like what's ska music and so i gave someone my address and they sent me a mixtape and i was like <laughs> This is the best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And so then I went into the skull rooms and like and and like had specialized talk. Well, I also met someone. So I I met this um boy and we talked for months and then I went to Detroit and stayed at his house for a month. Oh, this guy. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and that was in like 9 Why did my dad let me do that? Like 94, <laughs> 95. And he even like bought the plane ticket because it uh, it was like through his because he got discounts or whatever. But he was yeah. like, I-, I just have to talk to his a- talk to this boy's mom, and like they talked on the phone for like five minutes, and he's like, "Okay, you can go." <laughs> but like, charms have always been like my life because then later on. In- College, I got into a Dawson's Creek chat room, which I was like, oh. and look, I need to remind the listeners I was married at the time like, when I went to college. I was like married in 23, I think. I went back later, and I would be on a, on a Dawson's Creek chat room like hours a day. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a single episode of Dawson's Creek. Oh. Break. Well, it's on Netflix so. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: That'll be my next series. <laughs> yeah.
3: and, and like, I still talk to some people that I met in that chat room. Like, our oh, big that's thing cool. was, it's we're nice. all going to go to Williamston, Williams, wherever it was filmed in North Carolina. Like, our oh. big thing was, the chat yeah. is going to go down there, and we're going to meet them. And then, you know, and then there was always like, the Pacey lovers. and Oh. I mean, and the Dawson lovers and- There were Dawson
2: lovers Give me a fucking break It's God, all they're so stupid Like it's Pacey
3: 100%. <laughs> And even And when I was Oh my gosh This is so embarrassing When I um, So Josh Jackson Who is Pacey Lived in Vancouver And so when he wasn't filming He would go home to Vancouver And I lived in Bellingham Which is near Vancouver And I worked in the photo lab And I told And I For some reason I just knew he was going to drive through like fly to into seattle not vancouver like why would you do that <laughs> fly into seattle and then drive the four hours or however long it takes to and and then stop at the walgreens where i worked mm-hmm. <laughs> and i just that told makes everyone sense. Yeah. <laughs> like i literally told everyone if if he comes in like here's his picture if he comes in <laughs> take one of the like the disposable cameras and Take a picture of him and I will pay for all of it. Uh, Why did I think this was? And I, like I said, I was 23. I was way too old. (laughs) Were you so sad when it never happened? Well, do you know that it didn't happen? I'm
0: just kidding. It totally. (laughs) I (laughs) know. I was going to be like, holy shit. Oh my
2: God. That is amazing. That's, That's amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, it was, it was an important part. I mean, Mm -hmm. it kind of, you know, you can kind of see how then like it led, it leads to how, where we are now, like with us, I mean, personally with us where it's like, we're all internet friends. Like I didn't Mm -hmm. know any of y'all, I didn't meet any of y'all before, you know, I knew you before just like via the internet and it was via a show, you know, that so, well, but
1: now it's so much more normal to yes meet
2: yes
3: people remember when it internet. was like embarrassing if you met yeah. on like yeah match.com or whatever the mm-hmm. early ones were people would just be like oh through friends
1: i mean i met gregory through um a mutual friend we you know if we're t- if we're talking to old people we met through a mutual friend which is mm-hmm. true but we first were exposed to each other on live journal yeah yeah mm-hmm. um and that's how it is our friend diane's live journal um that every time he said something on there I thought he was so funny. Oh. Um it's got a real so, Mike and, we, and Emily actually, vibe in it. Did you like this denim vest? I mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sure did. Um, he had this like ratty blue ball cap. Um that was kind of iconic to him that I did like. Um but she actually Diane lives in Seattle now when we saw her last time we were there. It was kinda cute. I know mm-hmm. it's so
2: crazy. I, I remember the first people I knew that got married after meeting like on match.com or something. And it was like, they were so embarrassed. Like, do not tell anybody this. Yeah.
1: It was like shameful. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like
2: I don't know any single person who isn't on a dating app. Like Mm -hmm. that's just how you meet people now. Um, We met on Craigslist casual encounters. (laughs) That (laughs) might get a bit of an idea. No. Yes. Um, Okay. And I think finally, just to wrap this up, uh, a quick run through because This is when you start to get into, like, the more modern day um, stuff, even though they were very rudimentary. Let's talk about what, when and what was your
4: first cell phone.
2: Um, Bobby, why don't you go ahead? Yeah.
4: By the way, this note about singlecenter.com that I have on here, which is not a URL (laughs) anyone should go to, although I believe it is currently for sale. That's why you didn't
1: type it correctly. Exactly.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Just one more note about my hustling grandmother. She also... was convinced that her calling in life was to create a platonic space for single people to connect, and the internet was her way of doing that. (laughs) And so from the 90s up through close to her death, she owned this URL for a place where she was mostly a vanity project. She liked writing columns and sharing her own thoughts with people, and she thought she could sort of lead them. She came right out of the self-help 80s into this mantra and this, this state of mind. My biggest regret was not figuring out, How she owned that domain and holding on to it so I could auction it off. Seriously. I feel like I could have gotten Match.com to like buy single center from me. Um, So anyway, that's why that's on there. It's just one of my 90s regrets is not realizing that we should have all gone and bought sex.biz or whatever. (laughs) Yes. Pornography.net. I know. Jeez. Oh. um, And speaking of uh, technology (laughs) failing us, Meredith's internet just cut out.
0: I.
1: I'm back, but you guys cut out for a second, and I thought it was the same problem as
4: before.
1: Mm. But
0: no, oh oh well,
4: back. it's yeah. okay. So anyway, technology. Um, well, technology. My <laughs> saying that means that we don't have to edit any of this. You're yes, welcome. yes, I anyway. love it. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. This is just like when you know we had the modem where you took the handset from the phone and put it into the two cups, <laughs> and if somebody yeah. dislodged it or something, then it would all freeze <laughs> up and stop working. Um, I don't remember what my first cell phone was. I'm sure it was one of the Nokia candy bar phones. Yeah. I just can't remember which one. I What I visually remember is getting upgraded to the original Motorola Razor. Oh, oh fancy. fancy. It was pretty great. And my mom had an old StarTac that we would yes. keep in the closet as a, an emergency <laughs> backup phone. <laughs> because they were bulletproof. And you knew yeah. that if your phone died, you could activate the StarTac. Yep.
2: StarTacs were... At, Dave worked for Verizon. He's like, it's a great phone. It's yep. just a great phone.
4: My <laughs> mom worked for Verizon when I was in high school. That's how we got all and I've We've been Verizon customers since like the late nineties because wow. she worked there when we started our account with them and we just never wow. left. Yeah.
1: yeah. I like Verizon.
2: Um, Meredith, what was your,
1: well, I'm still with you guys. Uh, yes. So I, two, to. to things the first is my first exposure to a cell phone which is a, a brief story that I really enjoy I was working at the restaurant that I worked at in high school it must have been like 1997 or 1998 and I worked with this guy named Nikeo and he was on the line meaning he was cooking and I was taking a break which means I was smoking because that's the only way you get a break when <laughs> yes. you work in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. yes as child smoking cigarettes um and he had put his cell phone on the little shelf, um, that was, that was by the smoking area because I don't know why he didn't want to have it on the line with him, but he didn't. So it it rang or it it made some beeping sound and he goes, Hey Meredith, could you pick that up and press the whatever button? And so I did, I pressed the button and I set it back down (laughs) (laughs) and he was like, who is it? And I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) I did not know that he was telling me to pick up the phone, <laughs> because I did not know how It's uh, like a, your,
4: so he, your Mike Daisy moment when you're talking yeah. about the person who doesn't know what the iPad looks like when it's turned on. <laughs> <laughs> I still
1: run into Nikeo every once in a while. He still lives in Grand Rapids, and we, he still gives me shit about that. He, it's... It's a good, mm-hmm. good little story. Um, but my first cell phone was in about 2000. I remember because I was a freshman in college. So I was a class of 2000. This must have been fall of 2000. And I got a Nokia 3210, which is, yeah, one of their brick-looking yeah. yes. cell phones. And I remember thinking with that phone, um, or maybe it was with pagers. I remember thinking, like, gosh, it would be really cool if I could send, like, a text message yes. with this thing. Like, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> because I'm not sure if it even had texting at that point. I, or if it did, it cost 10 cents yes. each or something. Like, yes, I, remember I thinking forgot for while, about that. Yeah. I remember and thinking for a while that I invented the idea of texting because I thought it would be cool <laughs> if you could do that. But then, yeah, T9 texting became a big thing very, very quickly. And um, I, that was a skill I think that kids these days are never going to yeah. have yeah. to master. And you get really good at it, and mm-hmm. I can do it without looking. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. From the oh, tones. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I could ride
4: my bike and with one hand. Mm-hmm. That's skill. Uh,
2: yes. Yeah, that is. Um, I, I don't know exactly the model that I had. I know I got my... I know I got my cell phone in um, either, I think it was early 2002. Like I said, I lived in the Bay Area and I had to commute an hour and a half. So from Berkeley, I had to take a bus to the Rock Ridge BART station, take the BART to Junipero Cerro, and then take the bus from there to Stonestown Mall. So it was like a lot of. Like chaos, but but I know. And at first, when I did it, I was like, "This is so fun! I'm a city gal. Like I'm commuting. This is fun." And then, you know, uh, two months in, I was like, "I hate this. This is terrible. Why don't I have a car here?" But uh, but my my best friend Emily, who I lived with, did have a car, and so she um, when I would get to. The station to get on the BART to go back, Once I, a lot of times it was late at night, and I didn't want to wait for the bus at Rockridge Station because I was like, oh, it's got like another 20 minutes, and it's dark, and whatever. Can you just come pick me up? But I would have to use her, the payphone at the BART station, and because it... it it was by, whatever, it was like a 650 area code and Emily was 510 and so I would have to dial long distance. So I would have to have like all these quarters with me to dial long distance. That costs a fortune. Mm-hmm. So much. So at some that point I was like, I have to get a cell phone. I have to get a cell phone. Like this is dumb because I want to call her and tell her to pick me up at the Bard station. So, and what time I was going to be there. So I think mine was the Nokia 3410. Again, it was, and I think it was red. Just one of those, you know, candy ones and yeah i got good at t9 texting and what i got really good at was snake that i mean that was oh, my yeah. early on you know i say i'm not a gamer but i will always find a way to play a game somewhere pass the time you know uh, i remember
1: spending most of the bus the, there was a bus between grand rapids and allendale where i went to school and um it was like a 40 minute drive yeah and so I spent most of that playing snake when yes. I should have been studying I know <laughs>
2: doing something else but uh-huh. no it's very very important to me um Christy what was yours
3: so my first where I owned it myself um, that we didn't have to share it um, was <laughs> when I right out of college I worked for AT&T wireless and they gave us a phone which was the Nokia 51 5110. Uh, you know, just like one of the original ones. And I bought a case for it. I like actually found my exact case and phone, uh, which is really funny. But the best part about working for... oh, Because they just like literally just had a box of phones and like passed it out. So some people got the one you had, Hillary, which was like an upgraded model. Yes. Um, but uh, some people got the... Because then we got the GSM or the first smartphones... After, mm. I think a couple months after, but, um, the best part about working for AT&T Wireless was free texting. Unlimited. Ooh, shit. Oh shit. And it was the first year of American Idol. And I <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely yeah. voted a lot of times for Ruben. <laughs>
2: God, it is so crazy. Cause you know, uh, Sometimes to log into to my, if I'm logging in to my bank on a computer, you know, a computer that doesn't recognize or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. I'm going to send you a text. You know, it'll send you a text message mm-hmm. with a code to log in, and it's like standard text rates apply. And I'm like, I'm like who doesn't have? I know who doesn't. <laughs> and I forgot what a big deal it was. Like ten cents a text or something and crazy. It, like you, that. It costs money to send and receive. Receive. And you're like,
1: well, mm. I have a friend who lives in Canada and is on a group or asked to be removed from a group text because it was costing him money. <laughs> <laughs> oh
4: wow! It was not until not that long ago that texting with my canadian family would cost more yeah international texting and now yeah, north is just wrapped into all yeah. of that right yeah part
3: of
1: it is because he's cheap and gets a like a like you know, a data plan, plan that's like yeah. shitty yeah he I has like wonder, a texting plan
3: i wonder if i have unlimited t- i mostly everyone i know has the i message, so they're not, mm-hmm. i'm not actually even sending texts
1: yeah right
3: yeah
2: i have unlimited i think i went unlimited I mean whatever in 2010 a or a ago. while ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> whenever the iPhone I got my first iPhone in
4: 2008 so I'm sure mm. at that point mm-hmm. get you so fancy yeah I maintained the family phone bill and I remember us being in London Ontario many years ago now for a family event and we were all staying at a hotel so those of us who came up from Western New York And I come back and I have this massive data roaming Mm bill, and it's because my mother had been streaming like (laughs) YouTube videos on her phone all night and had not thought to put her phone on the hotel Wi-Fi. Oh God! So
1: that happens downtown Detroit because you're so close Mm -hmm. to Windsor. Yep. So you will sometimes bounce off. Well, a lot of the time when you're downtown. If you don't turn roaming off, you'll bounce off a Windsor Tower and you'll get charged for roaming. Oh, but geez. you can call and have
3: that changed. Yeah,
1: but it sucks to have to do that every <laughs> yeah, month. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <Your phone laughs> That's is on what
4: Rogers. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah.
3: Roger. That was the one. Um, Rogers or Telcel, I think, is Mexico. But mm. that happened in in Bellingham too. We'd always get oh yeah higher bills, and I'd have to call mm-hmm. and fight that
4: i Those just logged did. into my Verizon account. I'm trying to see if I can see old <laughs> devices. I'm curious how far back it would go if I tried to like, because it is the same account. I just took over managing it from her uh, a while back. So it is like we all have, we have the same phone number we've had since 2002 for me or 2001, something like that.
2: Yeah, that's, anyway. I, it is funny. Cause like I, I have my same cell phone from when I was in Los Angeles because I'm like, I, when I first moved here, I was like, yeah, "I'm gonna keep my Los Angeles number, like it's a pr- like a point of pride." And now I'm like, I- "I'm not gonna change it. Like it's, it's been just too almost much of a twenty years yes, to change your
1: number. Y- and yes. who, cares? who cares? It Doesn't matter what your number is anymore. Yeah,
4: exactly. Isn't keeping the two one two an entire Sex in the City storyline? Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Jocelyn still has her two one two, basically for that reason.
4: Um. All right, y'all.
2: We, uh, there's so much more technology and things that we could wax on about. Like it's, I'm, I'm going into like a nostalgic spiral, I think. Mm -hmm. But, Mm -hmm. um, what question of the week is what piece of technology do you miss? Fondly remember, or unfondly remember, let us know. Uh, you know, let's talk and let's talk screen names. If you want to drop that in.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. I want to hear your screen names.
2: (laughs) The more elaborate, the better, please. Um, Okay, moving on for tot recommends you know i um occasionally I will read books uh, or listen to books. Mm-hmm. you know I feel like I listen to so many podcasts or watch so much TV and I'll sort of lose the thread on reading and then once I do read, I like I'm like why don't I read more? That's great. I really like reading, um, which is so <laughs> stupid, but it mm-hmm. kind of like i don't know it makes you feel like a better person, even if the book isn't great you're just like, okay, well, that was like a story that somebody crafted for me and spent a lot of time anyway. So I, I read a book, um, called good company, which I did enjoy. It was, um, I can't Cynthia Apri Sweeney or something as the author. Um, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, and she's, it was simple, but she's a, she's a good writer. Um, but what I really am recommending is especially if, if you watch happy endings or, I don't know if you like real housewives, which Black I know they're Monday. Yeah. Black Monday. Um, Casey Wilson, it's not really a memoir. It's more like essays. She wrote, um, an, a book of essays called the wreckage of my presence. And I was like, LOLing, even though I know a lot of the stories because I listened to her podcast, she's a, she is the narrator and she's very, very funny. And she has some really, really funny stories. Um, and it, it was like six hours. I mean, I listened to it in you know, a, two days, like it was very, very easy. And I, I, If you want, like, kind of a light, funny read, it was very, very enjoyable and sweet.
3: I'm adding it now. Yeah. This next one is me. I just wanted to brag about us because two of our past recommendations won Peabody Awards, which is Ted Lasso and um, This Will Destroy Me. uh, Oh. oh, I don't remember. Not Hollywood Homicide? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) But, oh, I may destroy you. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. So we're awesome. We have really good taste. Yes. Period. We know that. Yeah. Obviously. All right.
1: Uh, if you want to get involved with the show, our website is thisshowhaseverything.com. You can send us your comments at throwyourphone.com. Our Facebook group is super fun. There's always something going on there, and that's where you can answer our question of the week. Uh, our show Twitter is at show. Our email is tshy at com. Send us a voice memo. Just record it on your phone and email it to us. Or you could fax Bobby your butt at 617 354 But be careful.
2: He's on AOL, so don't fax mm-hmm. him. It's going to yeah. cost him 10
1: cents <laughs> every minute You'll that disconnect. your fax takes. Thank you for joining us. And that was everything about old tech.
4: Oh, we could go on. Yeah, I was going to say, that <laughs> everything at all. That was nothing. We didn't even get to the part about MapQuest. <laughs> Oh God! Oh
0: God. You got your hair permed. You got your red dress on, screaming that second year was such a turn on, and the fog.
4: Forming on my window tells me that the morning's here and you'll be gone before too long. Who taught you those
0: new tricks? Damn, I shouldn't start that talk. But
1: life is one big question when you're staring at the clock. And the
2: answer's always waiting at the liquor store. 40 ounces to
0: freedom. So I take that walk. And I know that I'm not going back. Before. Which I he's said it was going to be here like 2 o'clock. I haven't seen it. totally broke. That yeah. owes me 20 bucks, man. That's over it. Oh you got my not be you know, able fucking hear. <laughs> no more. Take mm-hmm. those bottles back
4: here. And your nicks so fine. When you lie, it just don't
0: show. But I know which way the wind blows. A 40 ounce of freedom is the only chance
3: I have to feel good. Either. So I feel bad